Last week's podcast was, what, four hours long? And it was so long that it broke both the versions of GarageBand I have. Yeah. And I could not edit it. I was up until 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, which the only reason I was up until 1 o'clock in the morning trying to edit last week's podcast was because it took 88 hours to rip the audio yeah. from last week's podcast so, so I could edit it. Just so y'all know, our, our streamlined process, our, when we do a Google Hangout, our method is one of two ways. A, we either both record our audio remotely while we're doing Google Hangout and then we pause it later. Yeah, we can broadcast later, yeah. And, or B, especially when we have more than just the two of us, when we have a guest host or anything like that, we'll just rip the audio from it. It's, I know it's rough on y'all, and I apologize for that, but it's just... It's just, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, to do that, I have to download the MP4 from YouTube, and it wouldn't it wouldn't load the MP4. Like, it, there seemed to be something different in the way that Google keeps tweaking the way live Google Hangouts work and live events work, that I was like, what the fuck? It wasn't even showing up on my video. <laughs> what the hell is this? And finally, the only way I could think to get the audio was literally to set the audio in on my computer as the same as my internal microphone's audio out and play the video and record it. And so you, you spent four hours just recording yeah, the audio. It. Yeah. So I hope my computer didn't have any error messages in that time or anything. If so, I, I listened as much as the last week's MP3 as I could before I uploaded it. There didn't seem to be any errors or anything okay. like that. Well, yeah, we did not anticipate last week's podcast being almost four hours long. We had so much fun talking to Conley and Jacob. Well, really a combination great. of having four people on the podcast, well, technically five because Foley was there as much as anything else, and then... Uh, technically six because Jimmy was lurking. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and, but then also the fact, we should have known that we were going to spend like an hour and a half talking about uh, Left Behind. Almost as much, uh, almost as long as it takes to play the goddamn DLC. <laughs> we should have known that we would spend that much time uh, talking about that. So anyway, but we're back um, in Bill's basement and God is in the Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we've actually recorded like this. Maybe a couple yeah. months at least. Yeah. It's probably the well, first. Well, I have to admit, even this morning, I was like, fuck, if I go to Bill's... Well, it's so easy just to say, hey, let's just Google. You could have cried wolf. I, sh- I almost been, like, did. You could have cried Google. I almost did. <laughs> I came that close just because I want to see how and the only time we ever hang out in person anymore is when we have to give each other, each other stuff we found in the internet dumpster. <laughs> or, yeah. I forgot it. to bring my Or video games that we've traded. So. Oh, man, I should have asked you, did you keep Tomb Raider remake yet? No. I should borrow that off. Yeah. I'm not dying for it because, well, I'm not dying for it anytime soon because Titanfall comes out in a couple weeks. I'll be playing that. I'm still yeah. playing for about Brave with the Vault. And I'm still busy enough with work that I don't yeah. have a ton of free time. Well, just even the new Final Fantasy beta just came out. That was a I did so I'm not dying for stuff to play. I yeah. did want to... Yeah, the, the Tomb Raider remake is interesting because it's in that weird nebulous zone, much like Gun was, where it's just an up-res transfer. Yeah. And it's inter- It's appealing, and it's also kind of shows the brokenness of that at the same time. It's worth It's worth playing. And how also, much Tomb Raider is a lot of fun. How much have you played so far? I haven't. I've beat, like, the first couple levels. Like, I'm barely made it through Anyway, um, yes, as Bill mentioned, the reason why I was tempted to stay home was that the... Final Fantasy XIV, a Realm Reborn demo, or beta, I should say. It's currently live on PS4. Out. Yeah, just went live midnight last night. So, it's... here's the thing. Final, <laughs> I've played... You have a complicated history with Final Fantasy. I've played almost all the fucking Final Fantasy games I have. I from. Have you played any of the two-dimensional two yeah, ones? Yeah, okay. I played six was the one I played the most. Yeah. 
Um, but I played. You could say I played six through twelve. This is not me quizzing you, fake girl game, because uh, I have not actually played that. No, many I of played the Final thirteen Fantasy too. Games. I played because thirteen was the one that abruptly. Uh, oh, did you? Wait, I didn't realize you played thirteen. Yeah, you. Well, that's it the to one me. everyone hates. Oh, okay. So I was saying, cause I, I got as far it. as when the game actually quote unquote starts oh forty God. hours in, and then I was like, fuck it, I walked oh, away. Because okay, I was gonna say, because I I bought it and I literally played it an hour. Yeah. <sighs> that and Brutal Legend are the two games where I spent like sixty dollars on a game and really only played like an hour and a half. Yep. And I was just like, fuck this noise. Um. So. And, uh, oh, and The Witcher two. <laughs> the Witcher two. I spent well, you paid, I was gonna say you played more than. $6. I spent hundred dollars on the special edition of Witcher two. It wasn't bad. I just put it down during the first boss fight and. I just never put you one back to it. Yeah. So here's the thing. Oh. I am not allowed to play MMOs because I have an addictive personality. I'm sure I've told on the podcast at some point the story of how I missed Easter dinner with my family because I was playing puzzle <laughs> pirates. So I, I try not to play MMOs, especially not, like I've said many times, now the way games are a part of my life is that it's something I share with my wife. Yeah. And if it's not something I can share with Foley, then I'm Which just is not a nice way. You still you kind of make it a social thing. Yeah. It's not just you just like being on the dark side of the moon, just playing with yourself. Just, exactly. Yeah. So, but, A, this is on the console, so theoretically Foley can hang out with me in the living room while I play it, and B, they got me because you can oh, be big... a giant beast man with beard, and I'm like, okay, alright, fuck, alright, Which is funny, because that's why, well, looking through the fucking characters, like, the, 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 the dudes you can be, it's not a very appealing roster of, you can either be a normal human being... Which, if you're going to play a fucking MMO, who wants mm -hmm. to just play a normal human being? You can play a fucking really dumb elf people. Uh, you can play as cool little Ewok. Well, this seems to be, I think this, is, this seems to be kind of generally the same race roster that was in Final Fantasy, the last Final Fantasy MMO? Yeah. Final Fantasy XI, where you got humans, you got the... Yeah. No, I guess instead of elves, was it cat people or something like that? There was yeah. some kind of furry shit. And, but they still have, like, little midget Ewok people and the big burly people. I love those burly people. I can't help it. I'm like, sure, yeah. Which of course I choose because I mean, I love I love being the big dumb brute in a role playing game. So I, yeah. I that's what I. Annie showed up right in the middle of me doing my character. Yeah, creation. and as soon as I showed up and that was on screen, I was like, "Fuck you!" Assuming we ever play together. Well, well, let's be honest. I'm, not, I don't, I'm gonna fuck around with that MMO for 45 minutes. Exactly, yeah. 30 minutes is gonna be in the character creation screen. What's well, the other thing? It's, it's it's a beta, and all the data gets really wiped out in two weeks anyway. So it doesn't really matter in the long run anyway. See, the way I'm gonna fall down a well in an MMO is I'm gonna find an. M it's not gonna be playing with you, Bill, yeah. because I'm gonna find an MMO with an RP uh, server, and that's gonna be it for me. An actual role-playing server. Yeah. That I could get into. With chat, are you going to be like, Thoust? Yes, Bill. Would See, that is exactly why I would never would play it you with like you. Would you like Thoust Blizzard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was uh, just even downloading the... Uh... Uh, downloading the beta last night. Just even the music when it fires up when you start downloading the yeah. game, it's like the do 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 Fucking Final Fantasy. Like, as soon as oh, it fired man. up, see, whereas you said that, I, it fired up and I was like, fucking Final Fantasy. Oh, bitch, I missed you. <laughs> How many hundreds of hours of my life answer God. about equal to one? So, okay, so what Final Fantasy games have you played? <laughs> I've played six. Because everyone's through... got a different checkered history I've of that stuff. Six through 13, one, <laughs> with the exception of the MMOs. Did you, uh, how, like, how far did you get in, in any of those games? Because I've only beat, beat a I never couple beat Final six. Fantasies. I beat seven. Yeah. I beat eight. I beat nine. You beat eight? I beat ten. I had no idea you beat all the Final Fantasy, uh, the yes. PlayStation ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I got stuck. Well, here's the thing. With the accept understanding of, in those days, we had a little thing called the Game Shark. <laughs> In fact, that is why you it took me a, a long time to beat Final Fantasy VII because there is a battle in Final Fantasy VII you have to lose. I knew you, you to played progress. and or beat Final 
bet he's seven. And so oh I, God. I don't know was why stuck on this one. Ba- well, here the thing is, is that it's that I beat Final Fantasy VII like only after months of replaying this one fucking battle that yeah. I didn't know you had to lose. I played it again and again and again, and I had a You're like um, fighting against Sephiroth or something. Yeah, yeah. I had a my, the way my game shark that sucks that, when games do that when they uh, throw you in a like scripted loss battle and you have no way of knowing. Yeah, yeah. So I fuck that shit. The way my game shark, and I should have been clued off right away because the way the game shark, my the cheat I had worked was that it's not that I had infinite HP. It's just that my AP would auto replenish to the maximum that the thing could. Is actually, AP like your magic, your HP. action points? Oh, no. HP. Oh yeah. So okay. um, I uh, so and it kept he kept knocking me down to zero, and then I ended up stopping. And I should that should have been an indicator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Andy, it's a scripted but, thing. Something's going oof, on. Yeah. Woof. But I had no context for that at the time, so I was like. So yeah, which one? Try different stuff. So now. was Final Fantasy XII your favorite? Because that's the one yeah. I saw you play the most. And that was my yeah. Favorite. You actually got kicked out over the characters. That was my. I really love Bosch. And his fucking armored shorts. You, Again, a bearded beast man. It's almost like well, I'm very you, consistent. Did you also like that mechanically the most? Yeah, because it was, I actually did. That was the one. Final Fantasy XII is the one where you actually run around and actually physically fight the things. There's it's not an like element turn-based. of real time. It's yeah. not just turn based. Which is funny because normally a lot of, I don't like. A lot of people complained about that because it was yeah. kind of MMO combat because you're actually physically going up to like monsters. And... That was the first Final Fantasy game that I ever actually played for the pleasure of the combat. Yeah. That was that which was I the wish they time. would do that more often because I like even turn based stuff is fine, but like it'd be nice if they mixed it up and gave you. I really need the reason why I played all those Final Fantasy games is that they were kind of the easiest RPGs to get into. I had a lot of nerd anime friends, yeah, and um, uh, they were kind of the only things at the time that I saw that were trying to tell stories on the console, even though I did not like the stories or characters, yeah, um, for the most part, um. And uh, I really needed turn-based combat. I was not a very good gamer. I needed mm-hmm. the deliberation of turn-based combat because I couldn't do real-time. I couldn't do any sort of action or, like, I just was not See, a very good gamer. That's the thing I like about the combat in Final Fantasy XII is at least... It, I mean, technically it should be harder because it's not turn-based. But, like, the fact that you can actually see enemies and avoid them and stuff, that's one nice yeah. thing. That's one thing that sucks about turn-based combat uh, role-playing games is the whole thing where that's still the thing where you're walking around the overworld and you just get randomly attacked and stuff like that. Yeah. That's one nice thing about Bravely Default is that you can actually turn that off yeah. if you want to. And if you just if you get really damaged and you just need to walk a long way back to the home base to heal yourself, mm-hmm. you just turn that off. Yeah. But, like, it's weird that uh, role-playing games still haven't really found a way to... Like, and that's still a weird mechanic that, like, role-playing games still rely on. Well, you could say the same thing of shooters. Well, I know, I know, to, I know, I mean, still. every, every genre But that's genre the nice thing about its... Final Fantasy XII. They said, fuck it. Well, no, we're just going to have the creatures in the environment, and you can run up and fight them if you want. You can run away or something like that. But that was I kind don't of know, a... like, something about twelve just hit me in the right place. It was, like, well, the, the design the seemed cool. You liked the characters. I liked the characters. The story was a bunch of Phantom Menace garbage yeah. in that it was all the political stuff. <laughs> and, but, um... And it was funny, because every kinda... cutscene I saw you play, it looked like Phantom Menace, like, Naboo bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. There's something about it that just kind of hit me right between the eyes, even okay. though I was not interested in Vaughn. Well, it's also I really weird, too, because depending on when a game hits you, too, that could be a part of it, like whatever my mental state. Exactly. It just seems to be whatever, like, wh- whatever person you are when that game comes exactly. out, you play it that first time. Yeah. It just happens to be compatible. So yeah. even, even if you come back a couple years later yeah. and you play, you're like, what the hell did I ever see in this? It's not I, like, no, I can, I've replayed I Final Fantasy XII, and it still has that. Oh, okay. That, okay. It's okay. not one of those games. Uh, it's not like a coping mechanism game. I had no idea you played, because I knew you had played some Final Fantasies. I didn't realize you'd played like played half of them. All, dude. Yeah, pretty much. I love that you say all. Yeah, your first Final Still. Fantasy is Final Fantasy VI. No, but it's funny because when people say I played all the Grand Theft Autos, I played the first one, Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah. Man, I man that first Call of Duty, Call of Duty Four. 
Fuck you. But it's the first game where most people played. Like, like my history was... I see. Well, you've played more Final Fantasy games than I have, so this is not me like throwing shit mm-hmm. at you. I've, 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 I've quote-unquote only played uh, the first Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy IV, which was whatever released here in the States, Final Fantasy II. Uh, I played Final Fantasy VIII. I only played every f- fourth Final Fantasy game. <laughs> and uh, I actually did play and beat Final Fantasy X, though. Uh-huh. And that's it. I've only played those couple. Uh, I played the shit out of Final Fantasy IV when that was because that was one of the first big games for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, and that being a big role playing game, man, that was yeah. so. And like, well, even Final Fantasy, the first one for the eight bit Nintendo, that was one of the first big role playing games that was released here in the West. It was yeah. that and Dragon Warrior. That was a, uh, those two games were everyone's first real taste of. I remember Nintendo Power trying to explain to people when Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest came out, like, this is not a game where you go up and hit the things. You go to another menu, and it's all, like, math. But don't be scared. (laughs) See, that Um, was the thing, is, like, when I... I I didn't have a Nintendo. I had friends with a Nintendo, so that's how I played those games. And with Super Nintendo, when I got a Super Nintendo, I didn't have any friends or peers who were in RPGs. So there was no way for me to get into that like i would go to blockbuster and i remember seeing those boxes and i remember even picking them up and wanting to play them but they were always out like they're always rented so yeah. i could never get them so like when i was uh, gaming with super nintendo i just played platformers and Star Fox, and like that was pretty much it like donkey kong Star Fox, and super mario world served me well yeah. and uh i didn't get to play those games until later when i started getting into rpgs on the ps1 yeah. and i found like emulation and stuff online i was able to go back and play the Shining Force games on Sega Genesis. So yeah, that is, the, you're you're, um, you're an RPG uh, RPG veteran compared to me. That's the one. Like I said, when I talk about like my old experience with Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. that's not be me trying to be an asshole. That's just like. I have, man, I've not played that much in the way role-playing games. You know, because I feel like with this sort of stuff, Shit. you've got to view it generationally. Like, I have, to me, played all the um, uh, Final Fantasy games that were what available to me. What did you think of Final Fantasy VI? Because a lot of people still hold that up. It's Everyone's opinion either seems to be Final Fantasy VI or VII are the best. Seven. Depending Fucking, on... I don't. Okay, I'll be terribly honest with you. I don't get people who feel either way. Yeah. I think my big problem with Final Fantasy VII was that it was tr- presented to me as... Um, a, oh, it's got a female main character and blah, blah, blah. Final Fantasy VII? Uh, six. Six, okay, yeah. Sorry, misspoke. But uh, I didn't find her char- that character compelling at all. I See, didn't I, find... I keep on buying Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Like, I bought it on the Vita, and I yeah. bought it on... Oh, I have a... I think I have a Game Boy Advance version. And I've played the beginning of Final Fantasy VI a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Like, the re-releases. Yeah. I still had, like... Uh, I, I, I need to get farther that's than an hour into it. That's something I hit a lot with games that I've played, like, that I have. They're like, oh, man, I want to replay this game. Is that I get... I'm so fucking tired of the opening. Yeah! It's like, I fuck... Can I just press the button or I skip into two hours in get and I just move stuff. on? Yeah. It's like... Well, it's like, uh, similarly with Full Throttle. Like, I was showing Foley... I played... Full throttle with Foley. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I have played the first 15 minutes of this game a billion times. Or with Grim Fandango, too. Because every time I'm like, yeah, I want to replay X. And then you replay it. And you well, get that's like, the unfortunate thing about stage. story games. At least action games, you can kind of skip. Sometimes. Sometimes, depending on the game. But like, yeah. that's the thing with role playing games and, and adventure games, too. There's always going to be that. Well, and even then, with, that's assuming that you have a save. Like, yeah, that's or they, true. Like yeah. a save file with an action game. You beat Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. You're a better gamer than I am. Did I ever tell I you remember how that, I like, got stuck? 30-minute cutscene, dude. I had a Game Shark. You're not listening to me, dude. God. I cheated like a motherfucker. Yeah. I, I cheated s- on PS1. I cheated on PS2. And when PS3 came out, I was furious I couldn't cheat. I still have my memory card from the... Play- I still have my PlayStation 1 memory card of... There's a boss... Because in Final Fantasy VIII, there's the thing where all the creatures that you summon, you have to defeat in the battlefield. Yeah. yeah. And there was one super powerful, like... 
like Japanese samurai guy at the bottom of the ocean in this like a deep deep water research institute that once you get to the very bottom it takes like half an hour to fight your way all to the bottom of the ocean yep. to fight this guy and by the time I got down to the save my characters were all so fucked up that they could not beat this guy oh, yeah? but I spent weeks trying to like t- trying to take out this dude at the bottom of the ocean t- t- so I could recruit him as a summon uh, but my yeah, my characters are always too weak and I was I would not let my I would not admit defeat and go back up to the surface and heal my characters and come back down. Yeah. Or at least it, it would have been a, would have been a great way to grind going back up and down. Yeah. Uh, from from the bottom of the ocean to the top. Yeah. And then I could have beat the guy, but I was like, no, I didn't want didn't want to admit defeat that way. So I spent like all the time that I spent trying to defeat the guy with my busted ass little party. If I yeah. spent that time grinding, I could have yep. nuked that guy from orbit if I wanted to. Or you just be you just plug in your game shark. And- <laughs> I never got into game sharks. Though. Well, my thing is. At the end of the day, I'm not a fucking person who wants to grind. I know. If I enjoy the gameplay, like Final Fantasy twelve, I, gr- I ground like a motherfucker because I, I enjoyed that gameplay. I spent an hour last night while waiting for the Final Fantasy uh, beta to download, just grinding and, and bravely default, which is kind of a weird t- uh, I, eating the snake eating its see, own tail. For me, grinding kind of when I get to the point where I have to grind in advance, then it totally drains all the pleasure out of it. Yeah. I think that's kind of also where I got on um, uh, Fire Emblem. Because yeah. I got to a cycle where I was doing a lot of grinding to get to both build my characters' relationships and also build their stats. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm glad you had a good time with it that game, the though. You got, you got all the nutrients you need to get oh, out I of I really game, enjoyed it. I'm yeah. really, thank you for letting me. It seems right. like you actually got pretty close to the ending, too. I, I the ending, should just finish you it. You know what happens at the ending? Everyone wins, and it's a good, a happy <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, you're not exactly. So, wait. So, Final Fantasy VIII, what, I'm trying to think. So, is the, is... Is it? I forget. Isn't there a twist Do in that game? Do not ask me the any main questions about the story. No, that was Final Fantasy, the one with the Blitzball and Waka. Oh, that's right. Because and, Titus. Uh, spoiler for Final Titus. Fantasy. Did you? Oh, did you see Final Fantasy X? The remake's coming out like this week. Oh, is it? There, there's an HD remake that's Titus, coming out for PlayStation Three. What Titus? Fuck Titus. Are you saying good Titus? No, I said fucking Titus. Titus I really notice the only character I can remember that <laughs> is Waka. The burly beast man with the beard. It's almost like oh. I'm very consistent. Who has Foley hair? He does have Foley hair. <laughs> Foley, whenever Foley wakes up in the morning and her, her bangs are just straight shooting up, I'm like, oh, you got Waka hair. <laughs> my sweet Waka. Oh, my God. Oh, that's also, Final Fantasy X's also got the guy with the, 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 he's got the arm and the sling and he's badass. Oh, yeah, I forgot that guy. He feels like he's in another game. Oh, that game that's is so got weird. chick. I That's what's. Oh, it's a what's her name? The, Yada. The, the black is that her name? But she's got like little oh, wiggle doll. That always cracked me up. No, but it's kind of like yeah. the goth chick with the tits yeah, hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Which ladies you just love the cosplayers. This is true. Well, oh my god. Cos- Final Fantasy in general is just one big cosplay. Uh, That's true too. You know. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll say this about this dumb Final Fantasy MMO. I actually kind of like the the armor design and shit. See, I haven't seen like, much of that. So I haven't seen any previews or anything like that, so I don't know what the hell's going on. I haven't been paying too much attention, but I follow enough people on Twitter who play it and post screen crap. So oh, okay. I kind of like it. That's fine. But I'm also the asshole who kind of likes what's the PS4 game called? The Order 1886 or whatever. I'm the asshole who actually kind of likes. Because I just saw a gameplay video came out this week where it's all like seen it. super dark and misty. I, I know it's like, oh, it's another steampunk bullshit, but I actually really like the uniform design in it. 
Like, really? It's all brass buttons well, and... Well, Steampunk um, still be good if it's designed... Uh, I, it's still... Steampunk... You don't, you don't have to necessarily dismiss Steampunk. Steampunk yeah, can have some good designers working in it. Yeah. Even if Steampunk as a genre is stupid. It's one and... of those things like romance, where it's like... It's like, yes, there are there are good things in romance as a genre, but when you say romance, yeah. it sums up all this garbage bullshit. Not that I should say Steampunk is stupid. I shouldn't do No, it, no, like, I know. With that broader brush. But yeah. Steampunk is really all just surface... That's yeah. why it's hard to get in Steampunk, because there's no good steampunk stories or anything like that it's yeah. just it's a fashion yeah which is it's, that's why it's hard to get into because yeah. it's just like yeah it's an affectation well and taking so, a top hat and gluing gears to it yeah like, what is that's this? that's well the, i should say it's easy to abuse steampunk yeah okay let's that's, put it that way it's yeah. very easy to abuse it it's very easy to po- approach it without any thought or deliberation yeah and people who do i really like it and i really admire it but we have so four much... listeners and two of them probably into steampunk <laughs> Now. The other uh, two are bronies whose feelings I heard before. So, <laughs> it's, so it's been interesting. I've been trying to think lately about um, trying not to be an asshole to people who are um, into things that are I'm not into or whatever. I was thinking about this today because someone mentioned about something about Renaissance festivals. Foley has no interest in going to a Renaissance festival. And I, as an adult, really don't have any interest in going to a festival. Yeah. I mean, I do, but like, as, I know that a lot Can of my Can you go enjoyment... to Ferris and just be dressed normal? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what most people do. Um, and I know that I, as an adult, will not get the satisfaction from it that I got as a kid. I know I, this has happened to me. I've been to Warren Affairs as an adult. Yeah. But as a kid, it was a totally transformative moment for me because it was the first time I had ever seen people who were genuinely different and outside of the norm who had found a tribe. Yeah. And because um, I grew up a military brat and my mom liked romance novels and sci-fi, but it wasn't her lifestyle to mm-hmm. any degree. My dad likes math and science and history, mm-hmm. but it doesn't define him. And, or it's not really part of his life. And neither of them really felt any need to seek out others. They're totally happy in a vacuum, just consuming what they love. And, um, so I, and, and, you know, in military stuff, like you find people who are really patriotic or really being into being in the army, but it's very much so like the social norm. That's just kind of the culture that you live in. It was the first time I'd ever seen people who were outside of cultural norms and it was okay. Like, and it, what, they weren't a joke or anything like that. I mean, it was goofy and it was ridiculous. And but that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was like shit. they'd yeah. found their safe place. And that was really inspiring to me as a kid in a way that I'm only now really acknowledging or, like, recognizing as an adult. Like, how important it is to see people who are outside of what your expectations are, be it a different race or a different culture or anything, and seeing these people as normal mm-hmm. and how how liberating that is. That's why it's really important to me. Our our little best friend Noah, who I mentioned in the past, is six. His little sister Josephine is two. And his parents are, you know, like upper middle class, um, reasonably wealthy techno people and um they go to a pretty good school and they mostly only interact with hetero white people. And I think how important it is for them to see like their lesbian aunties come visit. Like it was Josephine's birthday and it was a really long hard day and I was really hot, so I took off my overshirt. <laughs> and so I was wearing this shitty oversized Wolverine t-shirt that I'd cut off the sleeves and the neck <laughs> like from. super butch? Well, no, no, I looked ants? ridiculous, yeah. and I hadn't shaved under my arms in a while. That's what I said, yeah. And I didn't give a fuck, so I was wearing a sports bra that was, like, weird <laughs> green striped patterns. Wow, yeah. And, like, I could not have looked, and then there's Foley, who's, like, you know, uh, 
like just this awesome sweetheart beast and and who noah is often struggles with are you a boy or a girl and all these things you have up hair or down hair <laughs> and it's uh it's it's like i think about how like man like it's it's important to see people His... who are safe and okay who are not what you're used it to it is always funny to see four-year-olds when they're right hitting that thing where they're trying to figure out gender yeah. like trying to figure out like 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 they start getting a handle on gender and like that's when they like start applying labels and they get mm-hmm. con- like confused and stuff sometimes like yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Foley always gets to turn it on him though because he has long hair and his favorite color is pink yeah. So when he starts calling her on having short hair and dressing like quote unquote a boy, well, the it's yeah, like exactly. yeah. So it, it, I think it's important. Like it's important to have these like things that are to make sure that it's a and it's important to know that if you find something that makes you happy and makes you feel safe that isn't in the quote unquote norm, that that's okay. Like I think about that. I'm like, would I have felt felt safe enough to move to Portland to meet hang out with internet friends? If I hadn't gone to Renaissance Festival as a kid, if I didn't have this like sense of or things like that, yeah, the sense of it's okay to do weird shit, open if yourself you to feel new experiences, safe. yeah, yeah, and like it's okay to well, find you, your own your tribe. Your entire life can change on a dime, and that could happen a lot more often if you're open to new experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, where I'm getting at is I'm reading a book that's about uh, a kissing book. No, I don't want to talk about that. Actually, never mind. <laughs> Uh, no, it's something that I would make fun of, but I'm like, I have to read this so I don't make oh, fun God, of it. Oh, God, we're recording for half an hour. We haven't even actually even started talking about anything yet. Hey, Bill, what'd you do this week? Uh, play more Titanfall. How's Titanfall treating you? Uh, so... It looks like it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's right. The dude from Final Fantasy X is dead at the end. <laughs> Spoiler for Final Spoiler Fantasy X. Oh, I was talking about Final Fantasy because, like, there's all these things. I like how I'm trying to push the podcast ahead now I want to go back. But Final no, but wasn't there a twist in Final Fantasy VIII where, like, you aren't you fighting an evil witch? I cannot remember. And your dude's though. got, like, rough, he's got feathers on his collar, and he's yes, fighting another dude, that. like a Nazi guy. Oh, that's the first one with the gum blades. Final yeah. Fantasy is hilarious! Oh, yeah. uh, so Titanfall, that finally wrapped up, the beta ended. I'll probably end up buying that game because it was really fun. Oh, it's over? I wouldn't, uh, Foley and I were talking about maybe coming over and playing some. You know, the game comes oh, out in a week well. and a half. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's... But it, then they're going to be all the assholes playing it, too. Well, you guys should come over that week so you can play it, like, the first week when everyone's still figuring out the game. But like I said, I was really surprised at how... I don't know if you could say that game's casual-friendly, but like I said, the, the parkour yeah, stuff and the that. fact that, like, there's a lot of support stuff you can do. Like, if you don't even really want to get engaged in combat that much, the fact that you could, like, jump onto the backs of the titans and shoot them in the head yeah. and do all this extra stuff where... Yeah. It's... I don't know. That, that, that definitely seems to have a lot more opportunity than Call of Duty for... Uh, players of different play styles. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. And it just, there's just something about it. Yeah, I was looking, Foley and I were looking at, um, Polygon has a great new feature called Overview, mm-hmm. where it's Griffin McElroy playing games, um, either... Yeah, supposedly that's his new job, is yeah. pretty much that It's great. Yeah. I love Griffin McElroy, and it'll have, like, a guest, um, on to talk about it, and it's just, like, 15 minutes to half an hour of him just playing games and talking about it. And Griffin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me is a delight, and, uh, so I was watching him play Titanfall, and it just looks so much fun, and, like, the I, I enjoyed what, hearing him talk about it, and then we watched a gameplay demo for Destiny... I was like, I could not be less interested. I've not even seen that much. All I know, people Burf. keep on repping on about that. That's supposedly just Borderlands with, like, more like. Looks like Borderlands Halo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, which Borderlands is fine, but yeah, if it's just four player multiplayer, just kind of like shooting things without any kind of narrative. Not that well, Titanfall has do, any crazy narrative. They or do anything. have the whole point of Destiny is that they do have a larger narrative. It's essentially a shooter MMO. Bill. As you know, anything that changes any any first person shooter that comes out that's not Call of Duty. 
is uh, is a welcome thing these days. So we'll see. Well, Destiny, I'm sure we'll be talking more about that later on this yeah. year. But yeah, no, Titanfall is actually pretty good. And it's funny because I didn't realize it runs on Source Engine. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's so, which kind of explains how well yeah. it Because it's, I forget, like, the actual game runs at, like, 60 frames per second. Oh, yeah. It looks pretty good in, in, in real life, too. Like, mm-hmm. that was a fun game. I had a good time with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Monsters University last weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah. Have you seen that yet? No. It, I ran it on Netflix for, like, five. Or, no, it's at iTunes for five bucks. It's cute. Yeah. Do you care about Monsters Incorporated? Uh, yeah. That was, that's but not Monsters, enough to see the original Monsters, Monsters Incorporated is still probably one of my favorite Pixar movies. It's pretty damn good. And... I still didn't need a sequel or prequel. Well, technically, it's a prequel. It was cute. It's weird to see. They essentially made a, uh, like, Revenge of the Nerds movie, but just with monsters in it. Oh, yeah? Which is kind of cute, but it's weird to think that, like, supposedly this movie's a really, like, a really huge hit, even bigger than the normal for Pixar movies with little, little, little kids. Oh, yeah? Which you, you wouldn't think yeah. like, little, little kids would be that interested in, in like, college stories. College jokes and stuff That's like that. That's pretty funny. But I guess it is all about school, and if you're just going into school for the first time right around then, it's just more like, I don't know. It's It's got, um, was it Helen Mirren? She plays the headmaster. Oh, really? Uh, there's some cool voice and stuff in there. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Of course, it's a Pixar movie. Of course, it's um, good voice work. It's also Man, funny. Man, the wind also rises opens this week in America. Oh America. yeah, I forgot about that. But it's, I think it's one of those things where this week it only opens like in LA. It's like a limited thing in New York, yeah. and it's slowly gonna roll out over the course. Well, Man, in like a couple weeks, you got when the wind rises and the new. Well, you don't care about Wes Anderson, but the no, new but Wes I Anderson do. Movie well, I actually out. am curious about the Grand Budapest Hotel, though. I wonder if I'm gonna get fucking burned again, where there's a trailer that I really like and I see the movie <laughs> and it's fucking well, nuts. Do you like, like any Wes Anderson movies? I like uh, um, uh, Rock Rushmore. I like Rushmore. Okay. Really? Because that's one of all... At least ladies tend to hate. Because that movie is all about guys being assholes. See, but I feel like there's honesty for women. to that. Yeah, no. That, that's why I like I Rushmore so much. I hate the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Mostly you... because I watched it when I was in, suffering through an intense and severe depression okay. and loneliness. So it was like, nope. Uh, fucking... Uh, the the movie that tricked me the most with the trailer that would seem like something I liked and a movie that was something I did not, which was the um, the Life Aquatic. Yeah. Fuck the Life Aquatic. And uh, yeah, I just don't. Like, I need to watch the Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I know I too tried much to about watch him that, but the animation asshole. got me angry. Yeah, I know too much. And about also, him being here, exactly that other thing production. That, where he like yeah. he barely showed up on set, and he would just kind of essentially just like email people from and then France. Scrap well, like the fact that he was hanging out years of work. They yeah. were animating the movie in England. Yeah, he spent the whole time in Paris because he's Wes Anderson. He's got to be oh, I got to be in Gay Paris. He couldn't bother just to get on the fucking channel and just go yeah. over and just check out to see what they're doing. Yeah. Like. He, oh. It's his movie. He's quote yeah. directing it. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Fucking Wes Anderson. There's something about that guy. I, th- that's also one of those people where I can't remove the artist from the art. Yeah. And I just dislike him as a person. So I much. still have not seen the Darjeeling Limited because I got so angry at that little mini movie that that shows up before on the DVD, like the fucking super. Even though it's got Natalie Portman naked, it was so fucking pretentious that I was like, uh, and not pretentious in the way where you think he's mocking pretentiousness, but it was yeah. like him actually being pretentious. I was like, oh, I cannot. He's a polarizing figure, and I implore it. Oh it. Rushmore is one of my top five favorite, which is yeah. funny because I like I I can talk shit about him right there, but then he's like, he's made one of my top five favorite yeah. movies ever. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. He's like Tarantino. It's like you are an unpleasant asshole, but you I know exactly. <laughs> and not all of his movies are necessarily necessarily good. No, too. I like I like I feel much more strongly in favor of. Clinton, I see though. so many people on Twitter, especially women, flipping out about uh, goddamn Death Proof. 
Because Death Proof is a very liberating movie as a woman. There doesn't seem to be a month to go by where I see someone watching Death Proof for the first time and they're like, I thought I was going to hate this movie. Yeah. This movie's fucking awesome. It is a very or, liberating movie or as a woman. Are, or women who are watching for the first time that are conflicted, they're like, this kind of fucked up movie, but this movie fucking rocks. Because there is yeah. that moment. Because it's made of two movies. Yes. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's yeah. a, a very kind of schizophrenic, schizophrenic very movie. So. Yeah. The first movie is intolerable the first five times you watch it. The yeah. second movie is neat. But later, once you drink the Kool-Aid, the first movie becomes very necessary. Yeah, it's funny to see people kind of get a handle on that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's... But the fact of the matter is, Bill, there are very... That movie is so rare just to have that moment of women victimized and then say, let's go kill the fucker. That is something that you just don't ever hear as a woman. Yeah. We have women being women and weak and petty and stupid and obsessed with fucking French Vogue. And then they are wronged and brutalized and then they cry and they're weak and then they fucking kill him. And it's not like a, oh, strong female characters. No. No, it's just... Fucking weak characters killing a fucker. You never get that as a woman. And that is so important. (laughs) That's why it sounds just even like... I like even Django and Chain just about black guy going crazy and killing everybody. Yeah, Yeah. it's the same sort of thing. Uh, or just... even like fucking inglorious bastards. So Shoshana killing all those innocent people. That is still, I just love Tarantino when he just 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 the disenfranchised person destroying everything. Which it's is just so funny fantastic. that this white American male is uh. the only person who's doing that shit. It just cracks me well, up. Well, he's just regurgitating this this stuff, like the the kind of the B movies, which is true, and which B where movies, that was a lot more acceptable back. B in the movies day. and yeah. shitty eighties movies. There it was kind of before this sense of political correctness, which was obviously terrible, but in some ways liberating. Like mm-hmm. when you watch the original RoboCop, and they're all there's like, or you watch an eighties action movie, and you're as likely to have a black female police officer as you are to have a white male. Yeah, police exactly. Officer. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if that happens today, it's like well, a very deliberate process. Even of like a RoboCop Blu-ray, like you know? a, the commentary from Paul Verhoeven's talking about how like it was such a big deal for him to like he he was very much like like when when the ladies are in the police department mm-hmm. like when you see them getting dressed and stuff he just wanted to have yeah uh well, i mean it's an opportunity to show tits too but yeah. you just wanted to show that like there were female police officers that are not being treated any different because they're yeah. uh, female and half naked getting dressed with all the other dudes he he did the same thing in in uh in uh, uh starship troopers too mm-hmm. but it's funny that like you think that would have been the start of some kind of more progressive thing in filmmaking no. then, but no, it's like that that that's a revolutionary a revolutionary thing to see even twenty five years later. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking weird. And that's why Death Proof is important. Yeah. Death Proof is a terrible it's the pulpy movie. shit in life, which is sometimes the most liberating yeah. and, and the most fucking empowering. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's fucking crazy. Because yeah. like that there's even a... if even if that shit is being made by straight male white guys, yeah. it can still I don't know. It's it's yeah, it's just that shit's <sighs> important, dude. Yeah. So anyway, so you played Titanfall. What else you been doing, Bill? What else? Uh oh, they announced that uh, Game of Thrones and Mad Men are both coming back. Well, it's been known that Game of Thrones is coming back yeah. in April. They announced this week that Mad Men's coming back in April, and it sounds like Korra is going to be coming back soon because I guess they're showing like trailers for the third season in Europe, which I hopefully that means it comes back in April too because for the last couple years, or I don't know, was it two years ago when the first season of Korra came out? All of April mm-hmm. was every Sunday. You'd have a new yeah. episode of Game yeah, of Thrones, Korra, yeah. and uh, Mad Men coming out. It was just a great three hours of yeah. television. And hopefully, if Korra comes out in April, holy shit, Hannibal comes back in a week. Is it just a week? Hannibal. It starts, I think, the twenty eighth. 
Hannibal, my favorite girl show. This is a weird time of year. Is this the time where like the movies, the TV shows, kind of start coming back for the second half of the season? I know, yeah. I I officially am enough out of the TV cycle for long enough. Hannibal. What happened in the last season of Hannibal? Crazy shit! Do you really not remember? I forget. Didn't Hannibal? Spoilers for Hannibal. Hannibal framed Will for all the murders. For all the murders. Yeah. So Will. How does that work? Uh, granted, Will's crazy too. He put like like, human hair in his fly lures and shit. Some shit like that. Well, because like really, Hannibal is all about the um the style and tone as yeah. much as it is about actual storytelling. See, that's why I see, that's why I was recommending True uh, Detective because it's the same mm-hmm. thing where it's very pretty. Who knows how much is, how, what's actually going on in, yeah, under the hood? Yeah, I don't know. With True Detective, I worry a little bit. I get enough of a um, Twin Peaks vibe from it just in the sense of it seems like it's very much so carried about style and no, and, it, it's it's like, not Twin Pixie in that at least it's not like overly complicated like artsy right. like there's no dwarves talking backwards well, in no. dreams or anything yeah. like that. But it is like there's literally weird literary influence. Everyone keeps on flipping out the Yellow King shit and like yeah. and, you know, all these other stuff. But, but you can just watch it as just a noir though. Okay. At least you can just passively watch it and still be entertained. It's not like you. I think that well, I think that's why it's so popular because. Even though they're like, it's there's references that the artistic crowd can get all worked up about, but it's still simple enough that if you just want to watch a noir detective show, you can still get your rocks off with that though. So whereas uh, Twin Peaks has a very niche. Did you care about Twin Peaks? I never actually watched it. I only started watching it for the first time uh, when I was homesick a couple of months ago. Yeah. I watched the first two or three episodes, and that's all I've... That's officially all I've watched of Twin Peaks. I think that's all you really need to see. No, because it hasn't really gotten weird yet. <laughs> oh, even people I know like, love Twin Peaks, will, they'll tell you, like, the first season's the only season worth yeah. watching that it turns to shit, and yeah. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Um, what have you been doing? Uh, so... I've been enjoying PlayStation Plus on PS3. There are a lot of really great games on there right now. Like, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons is there for free. Bioshock Infinite is there for free. And the most recent addition is Remember Me. Mm-hmm. Remember Me, I was really curious about just because the um, creative lead came out a number of times and talked about how important it was to him to have a female lead. And that he staked his money on it. He staked his reputation on it. And that was really all I knew about it. But I couldn't, I felt like an asshole. I talk time and again about voting with my money for female protagonists. I did not vote with my money for that because it didn't seem like my type of game. And I couldn't bring myself See, to spend See, I've heard about this game. I have no idea what, it. what is like, is it like. It's a, a combo beat-em-up sort of game. Side-scrolling? No. It's like an open, like, it's like a, um, it's like kind of a Devil May Cry sort of thing. Oh, okay. Where it's like you have, there's a, it's very linear. It's really obvious when you enter an area. Character action. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's that sort of shit. So the the one thing they do that's a little interesting is that they allow you to build your own combos. Not in the sense that you can define what button presses do what, but as you level up, there's a there's a primitive leveling system where you can unlock um, the ability for different button presses to do things. And then I can change it so that when I hit square, 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 square is a set combo in the game. Yeah. But I can redefine what those button presses mean. Hmm. So the first one maybe will be a hit that takes damage. The second one will be healing if it lands. Oh, that's kind of nice. So it's not just always one, aggressive, like, yeah, offensive stuff. Yeah. The third one will um, uh, will shorten the time on my power-ups, too. Okay. Um, and so, and I can always so be changing that. So what's the bad part of this game? Because I know every, every, it's every time... It's egregiously French. It is egregiously French. Is it made in French? Or is yes. it some guy... Oh, it's made in France. Well, what's... It's set in Neo-Paris. It's, <laughs> um... 
kind of in the way that I enjoy the fifth element in the way that the fifth element feels very French sci-fi. Yeah. This feels very French sci-fi. Uh, it's not actually terribly fun, really. It's interesting because it's the sort of game you don't see very often be- anymore because it's a double-A game. It's not a triple-A game. It's a double-A game. There's a lot of money and resources that went into this, but not quite. They do weird little things. Like, there are some cutscenes where some characters' mouths just aren't animated. And at first I thought, oh, you thought, is like, it, it was a bug, bug yeah. or was it like, because it, it, there's this whole thing of um, uh, mental augmentation. I'm like, are they like augmented That's brain psychic shit, No, yeah. they just didn't, couldn't afford to what? animate the person's mouth. And like, they're That's just. That's an interesting creative choice to say, fuck it. We're going to spend yeah. that time and money on something else. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And like, it's very much so like, I liked Blade Runner. Like I could do a Blade Runner sort of thing, but it's in Paris, you know, and it's, so it's not, the world isn't quite like, fully realized. But on the other hand, you got to female protagonist and what's the story like what are you doing like what's you play you are you start as an amnesiac that's daring isn't it except that this is a world where um there is a lot of um there's genetic modification but it's all linked to brain power so at to the point where people actually can download memories uh-huh. and memories are actually pre- uh, preserved in like in like um a digital form, so you can always access them, and you can cherish the memories of a loved one. This is like Final Fantasy VIII when you can download summons from the computer. Oh my god. So, <laughs> you play a memory hacker. Yeah. So one thing that's... There's kind of neat things in this game. So you, um... And, it, you, and you're a errorist, which is like a terrorist. Is it actually error as an I am an error? Errorist. That is the worst word I've ever it's, heard in my it's life. It's very French. <laughs> It's very French. So you you are an heiress who is captured. You're in the Bastille, and your memory has been wiped. And oh, when they, they, wait! The Bastille does that even exist anymore? Yes, it's they, like the that's future like an Bastille. Complex. Oh, they rebuilt the Bastille yes. just so you can break out of it. Yeah, pretty much. Christ. So anyway, they try to wipe your memory, but you still have enough to remember your name. And um, you manage to break out with the help of your heiress ally. You no, know, I'm gonna make a sequel called Notre Dame. <laughs> Fully calls it, fully calls it, um, remember moi. It makes me laugh That's every time I hear Miss Piggy saying it every time. It makes me laugh. Remember moi. Um, so, uh, oh the whole game, God. you're trying to unlock your memories and you're being helped, quote unquote, or maybe being manipulated by this person who claims to be your ally. And is it just the dude from Bioshock, the Irish guy? No, it's not. That he guy. just comes back. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see Which what this currently. person's actual motivations are. He's played are, by Gonzo. This game isn't very, the story is not very smart, but so the two gameplay mechanics are one, you have the whole combo thing where you can define what your combo hits do. Yeah. To, which that's cool. Yeah. Which is a clever idea, and I actually do kind of enjoy that. And the second mechanic is this memory hacking. It's kind of clever and also really boring. It's a weird thing. What it is is you watch a cutscene, but you can control the movement of time. You can freeze it. You can fast forward. You can slow down. And while looking at this cutscene, you will see glitches. And when you catch a glitch, you can manipulate it and change an aspect of that memory. So, for example, this is a, I've not I've only done one of these hacking sequences. This is the so first there's one only the one white, a right way you can fix this no. stuff. Like the implication is it's a puzzle where it can happen in a couple of different ways. Okay, yeah. So like the that's, very that's first yeah. the very first memory puzzle I did in the game was I'm attacked by an assassin. This assassin wants to kill me because. Um, 
or excuse me, she's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. I did something that caused her husband to be wounded, and he is in the hospital, and she visited him that morning, and they're going to need a lot of money to fix him, so she's coming after me. Okay. So when she attacked me, I managed to hack her memory and get in there, and I'm going to change her memory so that instead of her remembering that she needs a lot of money, she's going to remember that the doctors killed her husband, and now she's against their cause. So it's going not going to help her husband. Well, the thing is, and her husband's still not dead. She's going to figure it out eventually, but <laughs> she doesn't know that. I manipulated memories enough so to get So doctors are going to be sitting there like on their, on their smoke break, and she's going to suddenly show up with like a laser gun and a sword. And kill them all, and yeah. And then like, there's her husband still broken, and all yeah, the doctors like, are that dead. doesn't help her. But, I mean, you, but that's it's, not it's, the goal. This is your defense. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So during this whole sequence, there were a couple of different things I could do. Part of his, this treatment he was doing involved memory transfer. Okay. So I could can't like revert her memory transfer, but that accidentally killed her. So that wasn't right. I can't have her have a memory of her dying. So, like, I had to manipulate the environment so that a number of different things happened. Is this in lieu of cutscenes to explain the story, or is this... Ca- oh, there's still cutscenes. Are these optionals? Shit. No, this is... It's so far, it's that one was, like, required to progress okay, the story. It was yeah. essentially just, like, a level. Because that'd be interesting if that was actually what you did instead of cutscenes. You're trying to figure out what the correct story is. Well, but Or, like, that's... maybe kind of crafting your own story somehow, or... But then you're not hacking... I know, yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. It would be a very about. tricky yeah, thing. But... It'd be interesting to have a story that's about storytelling. Are the cut- actual set and stone cutscenes, are they pretty... Pretty, it sounds it's like the very, writing of the it's story very is linear. pretty bullshit. I mean, it's very linear. It's just a puzzle. Yeah. And it's just like you have to... But the thing is, is that means you're basically watching and rewatching this cutscene. Yeah, that would be a good fucking cutscene for you to... And it's never that. And it's like you're just looking for this dumb shit little glitch. So it's kind of like uh, Criss Cross Make My Own Video back on the Sega CD. <laughs> that was exactly what I was going to compare it to, Bill. Good job. <laughs> good job. Oh, no, is that Marky Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> well, no, back in the Sega CD. Back in the early CD-ROM era yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because, like, they were like, oh, here's a video game. Just take random clips yep. and edit them together. Yep. But there was no right or wrong. It was just... Right. It was yeah. just well, there um, is... It's a puzzle. There's very particular But there's multiple to solutions to each thing, though. Well, so far, it, it seems like there could be... Um, or do you just... Is there a meter? Like, you got 75% of the no, memory right now. No, 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 no. Okay. They just... Um, there, there's obviously a way, and it seems like obviously there, you'd be able to build in that there'd be a number of different solutions, but, uh, I don't know if the game is going to allow me to is do that. Is it a lengthy game? I, I, probably not, because I was loading my game the other day and I'm already a quarter of the way through. Because if, if this guy didn't have the budget to, like, animate the mouse throughout the whole game, I wonder if you're just going to get a certain point where he says, well... I ran out of money. I don't know. The story he's telling is simple enough that I genuinely feel like I'm a quarter way through it. But it's one of those games that the environment, the idea of the setting is interesting. It's worth playing for a number of reasons. One, because I think that memory mechanic is interesting and the combo mechanic is interesting. And ultimately it does have, with the except if you eliminate the enemies so far, it has like a pretty much a 50, 50 gender split in the cast, which is kind of interesting. You don't see that very often. And, um, uh, the... It's all spoken in English, though, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm playing it with English, French duh. accent, and English. Should... No. Like the protagonist has a British accent. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. And then everybody else well, I don't know if accents. it's like American and it's like it comes out something like Heavy Rain, where it's kind of like. Badly... I would probably like it more if I play it in French with English. That's just about to see. That seems to be like the awful thing. If it's going to be so like... hardcore leaning on the whole French thing, Neo Paris. Well, it's not uh, really. Did... It just feel. It's like the writing is so bad. Oh, I was about it to suggest they should have like an Art Nouveau art style, but then you're just making uh, transistor. transistor. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, which that's coming. That you know what? Thinking about the uh, games that we know of that are coming out the rest of this yeah. year, like I'm probably I'm probably more excited about Transistor than anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited about playing Transistor. I really want to see it and hear it. But yeah. it'll I be worth it just for like that game. Really? 
I did not enjoy well, playing that. Well, you're not watching the hack and slash no. stuff, yeah. And that's not a hack and slash game. Have you seen any of the gameplay videos? Really? They're tricking you. It's not a hack and slash game, my friend. It's it's a crisscross McMillan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Figure it out. It's actually just uh, Angry Birds. No, it's actually a sliding puzzle oh my Art Nouveau God. Mooka Phil, thing. Yeah. I was looking on the PlayStation 4 store last night to see what games were available for download. Angry Bird, Star Wars Angry Birds for bucks. PS4, $60. Look at the future! $60. Rise is, you know what, that's actually $20 more than Rise is on the Xbox One. Dear Lord. Because I saw that, you know what, I should just, when, when no. Titanfall comes out, I should just download Rise and let no. you guys borrow the console for two yes, weeks. Yes, you should. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Remember Me is not very good. It's inter- So they do it, th- it, but it's interesting in the way it makes you appreciate I, that other is cons- things. I keep on consistently hearing about that game. It's interesting, but not very good. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad because the developer immediately went out of business, and you oh, don't really? see many French developers. That game's totally got to end with a cutscene just... that says, Whoops. Oh. <laughs> Play, uh, insert cutscene here. We ran out of yeah. money. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a live action video of him just going, <laughs> shoulder shrug. It's going to be a vine of him yeah. going, Whoop. Whoop. Um, but it's it's one of those games that also makes you appreciate things you take for granted in other games. Mm-hmm. So N- Naughty Dog is really good at or get having a set that having a level that feels even though it is very linear mm-hmm. and you're being shepherded down a very particular corridor, you don't necessarily feel like that kind of um um, like you're being led by the nose, like you don't feel that kind of almost like claustrophobic sort of feeling, like you're being funneled down a corridor. Yeah. I think they're very good at pathfinding and that sort of stuff, like especially with like Uncharted. Even like this giant jungle landscape, very rarely do not know where to go next. They're yeah. just really good with light and color indicators that still blend in the environment and you just know organically where to go. They do such a terrible job of that in this game that they actually sucks, had to come yeah. up with a uh, and these, and it's really claustrophobic. Is it like a glowing arrow on the ground or something yeah. like that? So it kind of works in the fiction. One of the things that I do like is that since there's this whole idea of um, brain augmentation, you see like these, um, all these heads up displays throughout the world that are like, you know, it's signs for shops, it's advertisements. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then it's like, it's also, but it's also indicators of you can grab this ledge, you can do this, you can do that. And it doesn't make sense in, it kind of makes sense in the world, but it's also so obviously like, we need to let you know what you can interact with because we did such a bad job of indicating They did something it. a little bit like that in Halo ODST because yeah. you're this human uh, marine played by Nathan Fillion. Uh, you end up landing like in futuristic Africa. I right. forget which town in Africa. But uh, the town is uh, pretty much destroyed except the, there's this AI who runs the whole city yeah. that help guides you along. And so you'll be walking down the street and he'll overtake like a like an animated billboard and say, "Hey, right. go here and do stuff like that." But right. it's, it's 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 interesting when they but find a fiction reason exactly. to justify. I don't object to that, and I and like I said, in this it should be inoffensive, but it's so transparently a solution to their poor, like because the environments are all so dense and covered in graffiti. Mm-hmm. If you're the sort of person we're allergic to environmental storytelling through graffiti, do not play this game. Because it is just so Man, bad. hopefully this next generation is something other than st- storytelling through audio logs and uh, graffiti. graffiti on the walls. Oof. Oof. It's the one thing I liked about Left Oof. Behind. They didn't overuse graffiti and where it was, it made sense. And they didn't repeat graffiti very often, <laughs> yeah. which I've appreciated. Aww. And this one, they... Oh, oh, man. Remember me. I'm very glad I'm finally playing it. I'm glad it's free. Oh, that's yeah. only PlayStation Three, though, right? Yeah, it's a PS Three. Oh well, that's the other thing on uh, the, uh, one of the few other things I played this week was 
there's a new uh, Strider game that came out this week. You know, the name means nothing to me, but I saw that design and I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah, well, yeah. Do, well, did you, uh, do you, you, like, it's the old arcade game. Oh, that's what, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was definitely trying to remember what console it was on. I was like, well, this looks so well, familiar. Well, there was, this... they made a Strider game for the 8-bit Nintendo. Yeah. That was their most popular not... year. Yeah, I, I totally game. know it from arcade. Uh, so, this is this, uh, so this is, uh, I guess it's, I don't think it's a remake, but it, it has a lot of the bosses and stuff. It might mm-hmm. as well be kind of like a brand new remake of the old Strider arcade game, which is a game I used to love playing back in the day, back in the 80s, yeah. whenever I go to a, uh, Especially back in Pittsburgh, for some reason, every movie theater lobby seemed to have a Strider arcade game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it had really great graphics. You were like some Japanese ninja guy running yeah. around. Uh, I think it was Communist Russia. <laughs> Except Communist Russia suddenly started employing giant like ro- like robot monkeys and stuff like sure. that. But it was great because like your character could flip and do backflips and like hang from stuff. And he had this yeah. great big sword attack that made this great ching sound effect. And it was just like really... Uh, nice and cinematic and had great production values and stuff. And it was really fun for just, you know, for a quarter, you could just, like, slash shit. It was really fun. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't even know that they were, uh, anyone was making a new Strider game. I think there were a couple attempts to make Strider games in the past, but none of them were very good. Uh, this is the same company that made, uh, I guess the, the new Killer Instinct game that just came out for the Xbox One. Oh, yeah. And a couple other things which everyone was like, oh, yeah, this this, this company is actually seems to be, seems to kind of know what they're doing. This is the same company that just got bought up by Amazon. For really? no one knows why, because why is Amazon buying a game company? So I don't know if they're gonna like. Well, that's this is feeling Amazon's the suspicions. Amazon's trying to get into the content mi- uh, business. That's why, uh, yeah, this is feeling suspicions that Amazon might be releasing kind of a little, little like ooh yeah kind of console thing and like. Why should they when they could just have their own <sighs> games that go out on Kindle and like, yeah app you know, stuff yeah. yeah would they put anything out on their direct competitors they would not put anything on the iOS app store right. On the other hand, it's Amazon, and they their they whole just thing want is money. they want everything. They're an everything store. Did you yeah. did you see that article that came out about um, the founder of Amazon that he originally wanted to call Amazon Relentless.com? Really? And that if you go to Relentless.com, it redirects to Amazon. And that kind of sums Why up. Why Relentless? They're relentless. They're relentless in their pursuit. And they're Jeff relentless Bezos, in their that was fucking mine. Expansion. Yeah. Drones. Drones. Oh, this is the best part because... We laugh, you, but... You fight one of the basic uh, enemy uh, types in Strider is drones. Yeah. But they... Maybe... You know what? They probably bought this company, Double Helix, because <laughs> that game is very much like makes you want to destroy drones, and they're trying to like, guys... You gotta tone that down. I gotta tone that shit down. We're gonna disband your fucking shit if you don't make games <laughs> for us. And you can't be fucking stabbing drones and shit like That's that. That's right. But exactly. yeah, no. Uh, so the only reason I even brought that up is because... Uh, I, I heard about the game because it showed up on the dashboard for the play uh, for the Xbox One, mm-hmm. but the Xbox One no longer does that thing where each game gets a demo. Yeah, that was the thing on the 360. Yeah. Every Xbox Live game yeah. got a demo. Uh, there are very precious few fucking demos on the Xbox One. Yeah. So I fired up the PlayStation uh, Four to see uh, if there was a Strider demo. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, fucking thank you, Sony. Yeah. Again, going back to, I love you, Sony, so much. Until you do something to make me angry, now you're going to be evil again. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I played the demo on there. Uh, I got my ass kicked, but it seemed like a kind of cool game. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice to see that Sony has the fucking demos and shit like that. Yeah. 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 Regret not Welcome having Welcome Japan. We, we, we're recording this a day after Japan just got the PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. Everyone's very happy. Good on it them. It is funny that, like... Really, PlayStation 4 is the one console that people are legitimately like excited about. Which is funny because there is no exclusive on it or no, anything like that. No, it's just, it's like, just... everyone just hates Microsoft to shit the bed so bad. Everyone's yeah. like, meh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one thing they got in their, they're, they're going from them right now is Titanfall. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the MPDs with uh, Titanfall coming out in two weeks 
and but the PlayStation Four just coming out in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Like it's funny that they're gonna offset each other. I don't know, popularity yeah. and stuff like that, but. Let's see how it goes. Also, PlayStation Four controllers also better. That's oh, the thing man. with Titanfall. So like the buttons and everything, like the shoulder buttons in there, are still yeah. kind of like, yeah, it doesn't feel that good. But yeah. like going back, to yeah. using the PlayStation Four to yeah. play Strider, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. The fact that I can use play, the, the PlayStation Four controller uh, out from my emulator to play my old eight bit Nintendo games yeah. and stuff, like yes. Uh, while we were recording, Grumpy Turtle just uh, ooh, there's a conversation going on, on Twitter about. Uh, playing Final Fantasy on the PS4. Oh, no, what happened now? No, Grumpy Turtle just said, hey, the, the controller controls aren't that great. You may want to use a mouse and keyboard. And I was like, fuck it. No. What? I want to use my fucking controller, man. Why would you download the demo of a fucking Grumpy Turtle? <laughs> you got issues. No, that's not on him. I'm just like, man, but I, that's the last thing I want. That may be true. You want to play on the couch? I want. I want to play the on controller. the controller. That's... Well, I wonder if the controls are only uh, bad if you're used to mouse and keyboard. Maybe you just kind of realize. If you don't when know you what you're missing. you it up, did they take you to a web browser that was half the size of your normal screen? Okay, that's okay. Was that you too? It okay. did not go full screen until I booted uh, up like the. I had to stand up and be like 10 inches. <laughs> away from my also, television. Like they, like, they had to send you, like, a, a confirmation code that yeah. took for me forever to get. Uh, it was a whole big fuck. It's almost like this beta isn't fully ironed out all the kinks yet. Hey, everybody, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back for the Geek Week in Review. So yeah, we were just chastising, making fun of Grumpy Turtle. Wait, did we record that part where he yeah. tweeted us about like, how the controls in Final Fantasy, the beta is terrible? And we're like, oh, well, he's just using well, no, 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 no. My thing is that I'm not going to play this game if I have to use it. <laughs> and the keyboard. so while we were on break, uh, my, my uh, character loaded and I started running around the city Ulda. And yeah, it turns out actually the controller controls are pretty. Well, at least that, at least at first blush they're confusing. It's clearly just a port of the PC version to the point where I can't fucking read anything. Like yeah, I play, it's tiny I, ass fonts. I sit on my sofa and I'm a good eight feet away from my screen. Yeah. Bill and I are two feet away from his screen. We still oh, are both, still yeah. leaning forward. Well, also there's no voice in the game, so you can't yeah. keep eye on like the characters talking to you. So you have well, to read it's everything. An MMO. There's not yeah. Be well, some uh, like well, uh, I think. Did World of Warcraft actually have some voice stuff? Like, if you some. wanted to... Like, Star Wars uh, has well, some... Voice. I know Star Wars prides itself on everything, supposedly, in that game is voiced. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it's almost like a uh, PC-based MMO does not necessarily automatically translate. Well, it's like, that's a bullshit. Mm -hmm. But we'll actually have to play some of it. I was just taking my beast man walking around. I got, beast a, beast, I got a white beast man named Chinka Tumadre. He's got a little heart on his cheek. <laughs> I can't believe no one took... Well, I could have... I guess I could have been Mr. AIDS. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you could have first well, named Mr. Uh, last name AIDS. Yeah, all these characters get wiped in two weeks anyway, so I could yeah. Yeah, just make up new stuff later on. Hey, everybody. It's time for the Geek Week in Review. Hello, everybody. As Bill phrases it, Ken Levine murdered everyone. Oh, man. He fucked up. So, yeah. For those of you who are not gamers... Bioshock Infinite came out last year to great critical acclaim and attention, and which um, is really soured in the last year. Even yeah. me, I'm one of those people. We, we, we did a lengthy spoiler cast about Bioshock Infinite. We're into it, but man, once you start thinking about that game, you realize that game is kind of like it looks a lot of lot of think, wasted potential. And we game. talked about it last week that there was. A, we actually talked a lot about Bioshock Infinite last week, where it was. Um, it felt like yeah, it felt like I was sold a bill of goods that I did not. Well, when that game first came out, so much of the talk was just about the like the plot twists. Yeah. 
And once people once you get past the plot twist, you realize yeah. there's not a lot to that game. Yeah. It was it was it was yeah. So it also had a notoriously troubled development cycle, and which by the way, I can't wait now that he's shitcanned everybody to hear what really happened. Yeah, because people can start talking now. Dear Lord, Jesus I really want to hear this. So well, um, even from the people who aren't really able to talk about anything like that. Well, they're no, they all signed it. Like that. Well, that's like, like, like the, the, well, even that head art director who jumped ship and wound up being the head yeah. art director at Naughty Dog for yeah. Last of Us. Yeah. He didn't necessarily come out and say anything specific, but it sounds like in interviews and stuff, he's been like a little like, like, this is no not like one, he was happy. Let's no put that one way. Enjoys no specifics or anything like that. Yeah. But no one enjoys working which with Which is Ken a shame because Ken Levine in podcasts and interviews and stuff, he seems like a really nice guy, but mm, there's, he's, yeah. well, he's indecisive. He, yeah. uh, like, there was a lot of turnover in yes. uh, about the development of Bioshock Infinite. Not, not even of people, but also just of assets. Yeah. Like, well, that's one of the reasons why the head art director left, because they would finish a part of the game, and it would be right, written off and said, okay, this is it, this is done. And Ken Levine would come back a month later and say, you know, I, I changed my mind, we're going to have to scrap all of this. Yeah. And the head, lead art director said, fuck this, I'm going to yeah. dog. I'll yeah. see you guys later. This yeah. is nuts. This is not how you develop a game. No. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, is that, and it kind of is a testament to how much of a, how much he was 2K, or excuse me, he was yeah, uh, irrational. irrational to yeah. 2K, and how much he was just the face of it, that when he wanted to go and start a new venture, 2K said fine, and closed irrational, and then well, gave him... Well, I don't know him... how much of the game stuff, because like, he started getting the movie stuff, he's writing the script for Logan's right. Ron remake and stuff like that, so I wonder how much he's really going to have a foot and left in development anyway. I mean, it makes more sense... That uh, he would. It seems like console gaming is starting to skew towards yeah. more so indie stuff. Me, anyway, let me let me finish. Yeah, what yeah, I was yeah go ahead. Yeah. So he wants to do smaller narrative-driven games that are download only. Yeah. Which has been a big thing. Like all these big devs have been leaving studios or focusing on focusing on download only titles. It kind of speaks to the sea change that yeah. these names are doing that. But yeah, I don't see Ken Levine being happy with a small team of fifteen programmers. Yeah, because he's still ambitious enough that like. There's only so. I mean, he's kind of Peter Molyneux in a lot of ways. There's only so much stuff you can do with an iPhone-sized game yeah. studio. Yeah. For Christ's sakes, the 15-man team—that's about the same uh, size team as the goddamn iPhone game I've been doing artwork for, yeah. and that's just like a little puzzle game. Yeah. Like I don't and know. And you can't pull that kind of uh, auteur swanning around bullshit when you only have a 15-man team. Yeah, because people will fucking. It's gonna. I, I really wonder if anything actually even comes uh, uh, comes out as a result of this specific team. I mean, I'm not, not. I'm sure Ken Levine will continue to make video games. Yeah. But like him just saying, "Well, we're just shrinking Irrational down to 15 people." Well, that's I not what he said. He they laid Irrational is closed. Oh, it they is actually laid closed. Oh, I thought they were just saying 15 people. No, Ken Levine is starting a new enterprise within the 2K. Oh, I thought it was still going to have a rational name on gone. it, which is going to be 15 no, people. Okay. No, Which They're... makes sense, because it's not really rational any- yeah. anymore, anyway. And uh, Even with Ken... Well, that's the funny thing, because like, people say, well, Ken, Ken Levine was irrational, but at the same point, if everyone's left irrational, even if it's yeah. Ken Levine there, it's yeah. not really rational anymore. Well, and the thing is, is that someone pointed out that with the release of Bioshock Infinite, other than Ken Levine, there was no one involved in the original Bioshock on the crew anymore. That's a good point, yeah. So it's like... Well, the people left, and they just wound up making shit like Gone Home. Yeah, and, I mean, like, a lot of crazy good better, shit. Better, more interesting stuff yeah, yeah yeah so which god bless him you know that's a hell of a it seems like that's a hell of a um gauntlet to have gone through is working with ken levine but um yeah that guy woof it but was... the thing is is that you never get to hear any drama like this it, like the video games industry is incredibly poisonous to the people involved in it yeah it shoots people up and spits them out 
And uh, you never really get to hear those stories. Somebody could really... write a really good book about the yeah. development of Bioshock yeah. Infinite, too. Um, uh, what's her name? Leia Alexander wrote a really, uh, a very short little article on Game of Thrones, where it was basically mm. questioning her role as a journalist. Like, if... Yeah, that was interesting. It was very meta. It wasn't just talking about the studio closure, but yeah. talking about what she knew and when she felt obligated to talk about it and when yeah. not to. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I had heard from people that, you know, if this game doesn't do exponentially better than the first Bioshock, which is an insane goal to try and reach... The studio will Yeah, and she was hearing about this a year ago. It's not yeah. like she's just trying to justify this now. Although it sounds like the actual closure was only announced, like, like the, the, the people actually at the studio only heard about it, like, half yeah. an hour before the news went out over the internet. Well... Even though I guess maybe the writing was on the wall, maybe they could yeah. kind of see this coming. But, yeah. the, like, uh, according to all the journos and stuff, they said they didn't hear any hubbub. It's not like yeah. anyone they talked to irrational was saying... Well, I may not be here yeah. in a couple of months, but yeah. So this technically, this came as a shock to everyone at the studios that did yeah. the internet, but even though yeah, yeah, maybe if you well, understood. there's some things that seem like they are they're there's so much uh, inertia to them that that you can't bring them to a to a, or so much momentum that you can't bring them to. Uh, a stop, I kind of wonder it, what kind of a game Bioshock Infinite could have been. If 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 Ken Levine had just died in a car wreck halfway through, <laughs> enough just to keep up with the basic story and everything, and then let everyone just make the goddamn game without re- like kind of regurgitating assets. Damn, and, like, doesn't that totally <sighs> sum up the state of the video game industry right now? That the Hundreds most of critically people. acclaimed, yeah. like the, the 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 game that you could argue got the most critical attention and media attention last year, the studio is not closed. Yeah. Like that's gaming right now. Woof. That if and they did that's make, even more justification. It's for... that they only sold like what five million copies. Well, and everyone's now trying to figure out exactly what the hell two K's internal uh, target was for sales. Yeah. Uh, I remember them saying supposedly that the, for the, the, their their target for sales for Bioshock Two were more than double the sales of the original Bioshock because they were right. expecting. Uh, not that they expected Bioshock to be as big as... It, well, I think Bioshock, the original Bioshock, took uh, 2K by surprise. Right. And so Absolutely. they're like, oh my god, this sold twice as much as we were expecting. Well, it makes sense that the sequel will sell twice as much as that. Yeah. And only barely... I think it barely only sold as much as the original Bioshock, which is good because the first yeah. Bioshock was a hit. Yeah. But it did not sell like 8 million copies. Yeah. Like, it only, it only quote-unquote, only sold like 4 million copies. Yeah. Which... Is good, but yeah. it's still. That's like when a movie comes out and everyone's complaining. Oh, only made two hundred million dollars. Yeah, but it cost four hundred million dollars. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like all about exact... the expectations and woof, so... what a volatile fucking thing to be involved in. Yeah, because I know a lot of people specifically because irrational because so many people had left the yeah. Bioshock team that they hired a lot of people specifically for Bioshock yeah. Infinite. So yeah. a lot of that team were people who specifically moved just to work, moved to Boston, just to work on the game. So they were employed for like four years. Yeah. Well, four years at least they had that much man gaming that but is why it like... never would work in the gaming industry i gotta say it's man, just PAX such a cycle year? system packs and gdc packs east takes place in boston that's yeah. gonna be interesting oh, yeah. gdc is coming up in just a week or two oh, yeah that'll be that's gonna be i wonder if you're gonna hear more stories coming out of gdc where people are actually ugh, people are gonna be looking for work yeah people are gonna be talking yeah yeah i don't know because that's a big fucking deal in this industry but yeah that's... That, that's also the weird thing because everyone that that's the one thing people like to tiptoe around when they talk about irrational is no one wants to come out and say it but ken levine's a terrible person to work for yeah like yeah. uh you don't you, like if you just you don't have to work that hard to read between the lines when people talk about ken levine about mm-hmm. just just it's just it sounds like he means well i don't know because i've heard two things where he can be a nice guy but when oh, it comes yeah. to working with him professionally he's clearly intelligent and clearly passionate but not a good leader yeah a good leader i mean he can have the best ideas in the world but if he ends up wasting that much time and money yeah to get a sub like a, a not particularly well put together video game yeah out then what's the point 
But our, uh, honestly, for all of our bitching and belly aching, Bioshock Infinite, it was a. I will say this. I think it is was as successful a game in spite of Ken Levine. It's still interesting. I would still recommend people play it just because it's interesting enough. And even honestly, if the gameplay is not very interesting, but at least it's a pretty game. There, there are good parts of that game. It's not totally like a waste of time or anything like that. But just ugh. Why for a game it... that is just like an arena shooter, half of it. Yeah. With like all this interesting stuff kind of layered on top of it. What are you were gonna say? Uh, we love a lot of industries that are just like where human beings are just gristle in the mill. Like comics and video games are not kind to the people who make. As we say, as we work games. on our Foxconn Apple devices. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. like so. My heart goes out to all those affected. That that's just a <sighs> shitty situation to be Ken in. Ken Levine should just work in comics where he's just the writer and artist. There we go. <laughs> he only is responsible to himself, but. Like, yeah, I don't know, because, uh, well, I remember even in the smack dab in the middle of development from Bioshock Infinite, there was uh, an interview with him where he was talking about how the ne- like the, a future game he would like to work on would be something that involves, like, narrative Legos, like narrative mm-hmm, building blocks mm-hmm. where you can like, kind of move pieces around and stuff right. like that. And he, wants to, he wants to make an endlessly... Re- he said this about his new entrepreneurial adventure, that he wants to make an endlessly replayable narrative game. That still appeals to, cat, like, uh, a hardcore shooters or something yeah, like that. Yeah, still for the core audience. Which, hang on, this is again 15 people. Yeah. Unless you're going to make, like... That's an ambitious ass goal. I don't know. He and Peter Molyneux are weirdly the same side, like two sides of the same coin. Did you know there was a write-up? Someone did a big write-up about uh, with with the Fable Anniversary remake that just came yeah. out that no one bought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor, there was an, there was a somebody did a great uh, just just article about uh, Lion about uh, yeah Lionhead. Mm-hmm. Is it Lionhead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, turns out, so, uh, Peter Molyneux, his 22 cans, yeah. uh, headquarters, is right across the street from, uh, Lionhead headquarters. Oh, is it? They were talking about how so weird these kids just in an empty warehouse right across the street, and they said, yeah. we don't see him. He doesn't talk to us, but we... We know he's there. And he knows we're here. That's and, weird. And, like, again, you go into Lionhead, yeah. and I remember this article being, being, being really surprised that, like, Lionhead is still, you go in there, it's nothing but Fable stuff, despite that's the fact that, like... That's all they've done. But that's all they've done, but you think they've been so quiet lately, you think they'd be working on something mm-hmm. new, especially with Peter Molyneux going... Yeah. been going on but no well, it's really them working on the anniversary they're working on whatever the, the, fable the next things fable, coming out next Fables year heroes yeah and it's like but like so many people are not into fable anymore it's kind of like what is going on with the studio yeah. it's so weird and the creators right across the street but not talking to them and it's yeah. kind of this weird i don't know that's yeah. the thing i think the franchise at this point is just operating under its own momentum yeah is Lionhead owned by microsoft i think they are i can right? see i think that's why yeah because molyneux Peter was the i think he's like microsoft europe CEO yeah or something or like that yeah yeah um, anyway, moving on. That's the other thing with Lionhead. Well, I think that's why you would assume they would be working else on something else, too, because if they're owned by Microsoft, you'd think they would but have them at least work on something else in between Fable games or something. New IP is risky. What like, they, well, the other thing was, what have they been working on since Fable 3? I guess Fable the, that, that Kinect game came out. Yeah, and the, there was the last Fable downloadable title. Then they did the Fable remake, and now they're doing Man, Fable talk Heroes. talk about any, uh, w- way to mismanage the Fable series. Yeah. Is, hey, okay, you know what? We're going to come out with the... F- oh, wait, well, let's, let, let's make it so the Fable 3 is rushed as much as possible, and so that's as bad as game as possible. Okay, well, the next game after that should be a Kinect-controlled Fable game. Well, before that, they had a like, like the download title that was basically just a, a kind of Castle Crashers kind of brawler. Yeah, exactly. Side-scrolling brawler. Uh, which is what Fable Heroes Well, let's, that, let's have the next game be a remake of the original game, which is not very good in yeah. retrospect. And let's have that come out a year later than it should. So it's coming out one of the last releases for current-gen consoles. So it's a remake yeah. of a 10-year-old game that's not very good anyway. And we'll still still charge mostly full price for it. Did like, you it's hear like they're the making thing... every possible wrong decision they can with Did Fable. Did you hear that the remake still has the same Basic game? Basic bugs. Breaking bugs. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, if Lionhead's working on this, 
I mean, I know it's Microsoft in charge of that project, but you think at Lionhead they must be like, you know, they, they, if they don't have the if they, if they're not given the time and money to fix that stuff from Microsoft, there's not, not a lot they can do. No, yeah. But it's just like that's what the thing that me. Manage a project. Can you imagine being the person, being the cog in that machine, where you're doing the best work you can do, you're doing your yeah. the best work of your life on garbage? Why is it 1776? They say they're gonna uh, the America. They've never seen a a, a place so mis- uh, squandered and misused yes. as America. Is yeah. that what Fable is with Microsoft? Like, yeah, you get, this could actually yes, be a Bill. cool thing. Like, oh, man. I know. Anyway. Uh, anyway, another news. Rumors are that Amazon may release its Apple TV or Roku-style desktop media box sometime next month. How that may tie in with Amazon's recent purchase of the guys who made the Strider demo remains to be seen. Yeah, we were just talking about that before. But, yeah, uh, I don't know why the rumors just came out now that it uh, would just... You think that they would release it around Christmas, but I guess there's no reason why they can't release it next month. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it kind of follows their philosophy of just um, um, creating a service and then creating an affordable piece of hardware that allows you to leverage that service, get more people on Amazon Prime and all their streaming content. I'm really surprised they haven't done that so far because they've, yeah. they've, they've made all their Amazon Prime content available to like on PlayStation, Xbox, yeah, they have and apps on pretty stuff. much everything, pretty much everything but Apple TV. Yeah, which you know, which makes sense because if they're going to enter it's a the, competitor, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a competitor. Uh, which I, hopefully that doesn't mean they start yanking that service off of other like it's they won't yank it off of. I don't think Amazon's philosophy would be. That. They got to be going for the Netflix thing where they just want that content available mm-hmm. as much as possible. And but I they also you, have their own hardware that you can have it on. I, too. Exactly. Yeah. I guarantee you. The trick is it's going to be cheap. It's going to be cheap and easy. Well, even if it's just I mean, I think Apple TV and the Roku yeah. are, are both like a hundred bucks or less yeah. too. So yeah. But the Roku, I don't know what Roku is. I don't know what that means. Amazon, I know what that means. I know my Amazon. It's like the Apple TV. It's like I bought an Apple TV because I already am part of the Apple network. So yeah, it just exactly, made exactly, sense and yeah. it was easy. So Amazon is exactly the same thing. It's not for the hacker. It's not for the person who's vaguely savvy. It's for the person who's like, I can watch my stories because this says Amazon on it. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. It'll be interesting to see the gaming stuff, though. I mean, it makes sense it would be immediate, like, TV, movie, yeah. streaming thing, but it'll be curious Gaming's to see. Gaming's going to be terrible, Bill. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be like any other device where gaming is secondary. Like yeah. It's going to be terrible. I'm there assuming... are games on the Kindle, and I can guarantee you. Are there you... games on the Kindle? Well, keep in mind that the Kindle is, like, there's the Kindle that I have where it's just an e-reader with e-ink, and then there's the Kindle Fire that's a tablet. See, I love the Apple stuff, TV. man. That sounds I good. I fucking love my Kindle. Goddamn. If it, I wish I got a cover with it that has a built-in light, which I needed, but now it's just a little too bulky to go in my pocket. Oh no! Breaks my heart. It, does that screen scratch very much? Can you can yeah, you put it in great. your pocket without? Oh without yeah, a cover? that's I had it in my pocket at work for a month. Are those relatively cheap too? Like you can sell less than a hundred bucks. Uh, they do sales pretty I mean, regularly. Compared they to had like... a sale a while ago where it was forty bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks but that was for like the ad supported yeah, version, one. which is still fine. I mean, yeah. yeah, I have the ad supported one. I don't give a fuck because mm-hmm. it's quote unquote ad supported. What that means is that when your screen goes to sleep mode, there's an ad on it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, when you boot shit, up yeah. your library, there's a small bad, banner yeah. ad. It's for a thirty dollar. See, but the thing is, like, I will be advertised through if I get an incentive for it. Yeah, like the thirty dollars that I saved is absolutely worth my sleep screen being an ad for something, and occasionally it's something that actually is relevant to my interests. Like they had the palace job, which is Patrick Weeks. Um, fantasy novel he was one of the writers on dragon age are the ads tailored towards you i don't think so okay so it is it just doesn't seem like it. or yeah. they may be kind of generic well because you know because amazon they, 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 they can't track your purchase and stuff there's the no thing. reason why they couldn't be like hey well, let me put it this way i think they figured out that i am a woman 
because I buy a lot of romance novels. Yeah. You know what? Actually, when I first started, I got some more uh, history books because my 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 purchase history was a lot more weighted. And now that I'm only using it to read romance novels and smut, it's almost all shitty eat, pray, love sort of garbage. Oh, man. Did you see Terry Nelson, her link yesterday on Twitter to the butterfly? I was at work. I did not click it. It's... For uh, what's for uh, accidental bowel leakage? Oh God, nope. I officially don't want to hear about this anymore. I really don't. Thank you. I had to Google ABL. I thought it was the Australian <sighs> Baseball League. Anyway, <laughs> we're so... good on Amazon for doing your <sighs> Apple TV thing. I'm curious to see what happens with it. Um, also next month, Google will be sending out Android phone development kits for a new kind of phone that can scan 3D space in real time for games and medical apps. This project is being led by the same Carnegie Mellon graduate who created the homemade head-mounted Wii head-tracking stuff a few years ago and then was hired by Microsoft to help design the Kinect. Yeah, have you seen the demos for this? No, I haven't even heard about this. It seems to use, like, an infrared blaster where it just kind of, like, you know, soaks uh, an environment with, like, infrared rays and, like, you bounce it back. But yeah, like, you can just, like, you you hold it up and it can kind of just, like... It scans the whole environment, makes a 3D map of that environment. Wow. And so nice. you could use whatever apps that can use that data. Like, Well, people have been saying, like, maybe this can help people with bad vision or something like sure. that. Or, like, even alarm if, 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 if the thing knows that you're getting too close to a wall or something like that. Right. If you're blind or... I don't know, but... Hmm. And you can do, like, some kind of, like, virtual reality shit. Yeah, with it, like, yeah. If, I don't know, so... But that's kind of oh. interesting that this is going to be... Supposedly going to be a smartphone with this kind of built into it. Interesting. Which means... We gotta worry about getting soaked with even more infrared rays. I was gonna say, connect shooting infrared rays <laughs> That's at right, us. Bill. Phone shooting infrared rays <laughs> at us. But that is kind of an interesting thing, and the fact that it's actually—I forgot about that guy who did the head mounting, mm-hmm. head mounted Wii U stuff. Because I remember that when that video came out, everyone was like, "Man, that should have been a feature. That should have been a thing of part of Wii." I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you never saw this video. So what this guy did, um, he did this thing where, um. What was it like? You could like create a helmet which actually had a Wii mode attached to the side or something like that, and the game could, because it was uh, connecting, could, could see where you're at the like Wii. your line of sight. Yeah, Pardon? what your line of sight was in the room. It would change its perspective to match oh. your movement. It would only work for one person. Because right. anyone else right. watching this, the perspective nauseous, of whatever's yeah. on the TV is going to change the fit. Like whatever. that moment in the Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. But, yeah, but it would create, like, for that one person, it would create very kind of, like, three-dimensional, huh. like, perspective. Yeah. And everyone was like, that's really... Yeah. Fuck, like, the virtual... The, the fucking uh, vitality sensor or something yeah. like that. You should do that. And then I guess Nintendo never reached out to this guy. Especially because... Well, of course not. That's not... They're all about social and, and multi... Yeah. Like, couch co-op and shit. And yeah. Like... But that was a cool idea. And so I guess uh, Microsoft instead hired him away to work on Kinect. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so... Interessante! The future's scary! Uh, Twitch plays Pokemon! It's getting closer to beating Pokemon after the channel's creator tweaked the chat room to include a vote-fueled democracy command input mode. Have you been paying attention to it? So yeah, have y'all, y'all may or may not have heard about this. This is amazing. So this guy... I'm sure everyone's heard about this. Well, if you're in a game, you know about yeah, this. So yeah, so this guy did a, is doing a Twitch oh. live stream. So Twitch, if y'all have watched either of our Twitch streams, has like maybe a 30 second to a minute lag between the chat room and... Oh, I didn't even think about that. How yeah. That would be an issue. Because I haven't so, watched it. I keep on hearing about it, though. Yeah. So on top of that this guy made its base its game it's pokemon for the game boy hey do you need medicine i don't know if you got a headache i have a pounding headache i already took some medicine but thank you 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 hey bill i already took some medicine bill bill i don't want any more medicine i actually can't take ibuprofen really yeah 
Oh, because you got a concussion. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm Dr. Mario now. Dun, 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 dun. Sound the pills. I took a lot of You don't want to see the Dr. Mario thing with me? As I got a big bucket of pills. You I like how you're not very good at hiding headaches. I'm not, oh, when it really gets bad, I'm not. Oh, really? Um, I'll try to be quiet. So, quiet <laughs> good luck with that. Anyway, slow. so this Twitch game, uh, you can type in commands and the Game Boy will, will receive whichever one comes like first, pretty much. So up, down, left, right, A, B, start, select. And it's just madness because there are 9,000 to 12,000 people in this chat room all typing in commands at the same time. <laughs> really? So it's just ridiculous. It's like a baseball stadium worth of people fighting over one Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. shouting at the Game Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, to right, right, start, yeah. So it's kind of a fascinating <laughs> stud thing. This person is anonymous. They just did it as a social experiment. And they integrated recently a democracy system. So instead of just being chaos, first comes, first serve, yeah. it's actually basically like a primitive vote sort of thing where tally I, is the most input. I think you could vote to... Because the chat room can also toggle on and off the democracy thing. So I think if people oh, enough people, people vote, vote for the democracy it? thing, that's too so which funny. is a great like chaos. I think well, it's there's the anarchy mode, which is the default. That that's yeah. that's what the developer is calling it now. Yeah, anarchy mode is the default. But the democracy, if, if enough people in the chat room vote yeah. for democracy, it suddenly slides into democracy mode. Right. Where yeah, like you need a certain number of votes. So, really enough, enough people have to uh, type in down for the character to suddenly start moving down or something, which yeah. makes sense because yeah, he pointed out like there's no way that either anyone's gonna beat that game that they got many people pretty are... far without it well that's though. what they said because well i guess like he th he threw up the channel without announcing it to anyone yeah. and for a couple days it actually got kind of far yeah uh, with just a couple people guiding it and as, as soon as everyone found out about it yeah, that's when like the like, whole thing just like yeah, yeah and I don't the know. wheels came off that's but yeah cute yeah, yeah, it's just a fascinating sort of thing to have happened, and it's only possible the internet era. It's really kind Man, of bizarre. Man, Twitch plays Mass Effect. They get to build their own <laughs> character? God. Choose me uh, Fem Chef or Male Chef? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'd love to see get try to get through the whole trilogy. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that. Oh, my God. The Veronica Mars movie will be the first major Hollywood film to get a day and date digital release the same day it's released in theaters. Warner Brothers is working around the usual 90-day pe waiting period between a film's theatrical release and its home video release by renting the theater screens that Mars will play on directly. Yeah. The same way you would rent a theater for a birthday party, per se. Only in this case, it's like they're holding 300 birthday parties at once. So this is really weird. So... Uh, the way uh, movie rentals work is a, at least this is the last time I heard about how this works with movie studios, is that uh, when a movie is released, I think the movie studios, uh, they divide uh, the profits from the ticket, from any mm -hmm. ticket sale, pretty mm -hmm. much 50-50, I think, is what it is. The movie studio gets half the ticket price, and the, the, the movie theater gets ha the other is half. Is it no longer weighted by release date? Or something like that. And I know after two weeks, that's... Uh, the movie, uh, the, the 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 movie theater gets a bigger and bigger cut, oh, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. their incentive right. for keeping that theater that that movie in the theater longer, right? Um, because they they get a bigger cut the the longer they keep on showing it, and so I guess that that's a whole contractual thing that they yeah that they are sidestepping by just simply just renting out theaters, mm -hmm. just saying okay we're gonna rent three hundred seats in this theater, and we'll sell tickets to this stuff, but yeah so 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 this is, so this is their way of uh, side so well, anyway and I guess another part of the contract. Uh, with between movie studios and uh, the movie theaters is uh, we'll, 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 we'll reach that agreement but uh, movie theaters don't obviously for understandable reasons don't want a video version of a movie that just came out to come out within like 90 days of the movie coming out in theaters and so yeah this is an interesting way of them sidestepping it just saying oh we're just gonna rent 
Yeah, we're going to yeah. do a birthday party rental for 300 screens. Yeah, this is very strange. Uh, but yeah, it's the first first day and date release. Man, did you see the pictures that came out from Entertainment Weekly with the whole cast? Did you see the Entertainment Weekly in the bathroom? I did look at it. It's in there! Man, that I'm so glad that stuck Weevil together. is in there! Fucking Weevil. I have a big crush on Weevil. I need to watch the second season. I've only Ma- seen the first Matt season of Veronica Mars. Matt so dreamy, and um, what's her... What's her, well, what they're like. what's her guy uh, that's friend's name? The hired babies to be on the show. What, Logan? Uh, not... No. Well, Logan's dreamy, but what's... No, what's his... <laughs> I can't remember his name Why now. Why is it What's Marshmallows? Her, her pals next... I don't know. Not Mac. That's what Kristen, uh, Kristen Bell calls people. No, what's her guy's Because she's eating Wallace. marshmallows. Wallace grew up be dreamy. All of them drew up, grew up hunky, man. Yeah, and Mac brought, and Wallace. They brought back all the characters, right? Those pictures of Mac and Wallace. I'm like, damn. So are you going to go see it in the theater? Uh, No. It's showing downtown at the living, living room, room theater, and I just don't. Oh man, care. enough people farted in that couch. You don't want to go. To <laughs> well, it's not just that. I'm like, if I had the option of watching something on my television or schlepping downtown trying to find parking, I think it's one other theater in town too. It's not just that, but yeah, it's it's no, it's like out fucking Clackamas. Well, this is the reason why. Well, see that it's it's so they rented out. It's specifically with the AMC movie chain yeah. that they rented that, and there's no AMC in theaters in town. Well, that's why it's showing at the living room at the end, independent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so the, the so I guess of the. 300 screens where Veronica Mars is showing at. They rented out 10 uh, independent movie theaters mm-hmm. in towns that don't have AMC. We just happen to be one of the, one of the few towns without an AMC theater. Yeah. And so two of those 10 yeah. independent theaters that the screens that they rented out of, yeah, it was here in Portland. So Veronica Mars. Yeah, I need to catch Veronica up on that show. Mars. Well, Sam tells me the movies, uh, if they're smart, the movie will be made. So even if you're not cut up on Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a 10 year reunion. It's not like they're going to be like, previously. Man, they should be like, man, this chick's in Frozen. That's how they should be marketing that shit. <laughs> Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer came out. Chris Pratt, man. My boner for Chris Pratt is only more turgid. <laughs> Do you think he's actually sexy? You think he's cute? I've always thought... Okay. All right. Aww. Full disclosure. I thought he is cute since Everwood. What the hell is Everwood? Everwood was a WB so teen series. Yeah. I watched it because it also had the kid who played Sport from the Harry the Spy movie as a protagonist. So, was he... Did he play a smart character in that? Cause oh, he no. Is, he was a... All of well, his characters are stupid. He was a... He was kind of... It was. I mean, it was a teen drama. So yeah. And it was a, in high school. So he was, like, just one of the characters. I mean, he was just, like, a just teen a guy, drama yeah, character. Just a guy, yeah. But you thought he was cute. Oh, yeah. He's always dreamy. Like He's just kind of... He's kind of the 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 beefy galoot that I kind of go for. I could see you dating him in high school. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, I didn't know. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a very cute trailer. Galaxy, it's a fucking yeah, Uga Chaka song. It's it's just strange that they're like, yeah, it's fu- man James Gunn. They that we live in an era where they let James Gunn make a multi hundreds of million. I can't believe they made Gamora. I was gonna try to make a joke where I try to uh, be upset because the adaptation is not what I expected. I've never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I know. They I knew of Rocky movie. Raccoon or whatever, just because he was like a fucking raccoon. I knew yeah, that well, guy. I think that's why the comic was like if anyone knew about Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. it was only because there's a fucking, there's a raccoon, fucking raccoon with raccoon a ray gun. Um, I, but yeah, it's just kind of a weird sort of scenario, and that they're just kind of running with it. It's just a strange situation that there's a dude who made a trauma movie now making a Disney movie, I a didn't Disney tentpole yeah. movie is weird. Oh yeah, it's weird. And it's also kind of like a Firefly, fi- Firefly influenced. Yeah, because that, that that trailer totally had a like kind of Firefly thing going on, kind of like the big dumpy guy and kind of like big brown brown. I think what's interesting is that it's like I don't know they didn't do a very good job of selling any of the other characters except for Chris Pratt. 
It's like, here's Chris Pratt and the rest of them. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sure this is going to be the first of, like, 12 trailers that are come out. Yeah, well, the true. same day they came out with the trailer, they did have a bunch of videos, like, YouTube, like, like videos that highlighted a, every specific character. Yeah. So there's a whole thing about Rocky Raccoon, whatever the fuck his name is, Larry Raccoon. Fucking <laughs> Hubert. Hubert Guard, fucking Tree Dude. <laughs> Groot. Fucking, yeah, Groot's. Fucking, and the other one. <laughs> um, also, like, uh, there's, like, a zombie-looking chick in there for ten seconds, and I guess she's fighting Yuhura Gomorrah Green Girl. Mm-hmm. Man, she's cute. I like her. <laughs> Even if she's green. What's her name? Green. Zoe... Zoe Sal- Deschanel? Zoe Sal... Zoe, yeah, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. How you doing? She, she's awesome. But then she's gonna be fighting Karen, uh, Amy Pond. Amy Pond's kind of like this bald zombie chick. I keep chick. forgetting that, that Amy yeah. Pond is bald. Well, bald the villain Pine movie. Maker's gonna show and, up as yeah. a villain. Oh, they, you know, they haven't it's really shown the villains in this and movie. And then it's like John C. Riley and Peter Serafonowitz, where I say his what, name, yeah, is the yeah. cops. What they need like, to do, right. this, this, if they come out with a second trailer for this movie, it has to be the exact same, it should actually be the exact same length, the exact same soundtrack to Uga Chaka. <laughs> Except it just happens to be about the villains. <laughs> the villains also have a Walkman. You make it as goofy and as silly for the villains as you do for the protagonists. I'm really curious about this fucking movie. Yeah, that, the cast it's, alone. I, it's going to fall flat. You think so? <laughs> I think it's going to fall flat on its fucking face. That's the thing. Either this is going to be the, like a, a huge surprise hit, or everyone's going to be like, it's a fucking fuck? raccoon in a fucking... <laughs> what did you expect? You yeah. know what it weirdly reminds me of? And I know that it's kind of an attempt to make a, a kind of goofy, gritty sci-fi movie. It reminds me uncontrollably of Titan E. And I know it's also that it's a human and all the <laughs> aliens are in my chair. But yeah. it's like, I'm like, it's, so I keep thinking it's going to fucking the fall The potential is so much... Flat. But you got a guy. And you know it's going to be terrible walkers. if it falls flat. That's going to be it for any sort of weird sci-fi movie. I know. That's one. That's one. It's going to ruin it like uh, Lone Ranger killed Westerns Well, also, kind of going back to where we were talking about kind of like Pulp B movies. This yeah. is kind of a weird Disney's attempt to make like a $300 million Pulp B yeah. movie. Because like, I like even like, did you guys see the poster? Just yeah. says. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, who does that? That's great. And, like, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know really what they're smoking, but. I guess they're like, we have fucking Avengers. You're going to come see the next one anyway. Well, also, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing to do. It's weird, too, because it comes out in August, which is usually the summer dumping ground. So they're actually not like, I mean, it's going to be a big summer movie. But but still, it's not one of the tentpole movies. It's weird. So it's kind of curious. I don't know. Every once in a while, there's a movie movie. that's just a weird choice. We still haven't seen the villains in motion yet. We don't know, like. I know nothing about it other than that trailer. It's Pine Maker and Amy Pond. Versus those. Attendees. All I really need to know is Chris Pratt and that beard. Not all I want is actually in the final movie is for that guy to say assholes rather than a holes. Because <laughs> that's really a holes. I, I kind of like that it was a holes. That oh, made me laugh. The whole thing. I know it's the most. Everyone's favorite part. Yeah, that, that's fucking hilarious. Goddamn Chris yeah. Pratt. I so did James man. Gunn write that too? I don't. I, I don't know. All I know is that James Gunn directed it. Chris Pratt said it. Wasn't that's James? Of my... Wasn't James Gunn also? Wasn't he one of the guys in Gilmore Girls? No, wasn't but... he Kirk? No, that's his he brother. Was. Is Sean that what Gunn. it is? Yeah, I also, think it's his James name. Gunn. Isn't he was married to Pam? Yeah, Pam's not gonna be in this. They got divorced. So sad. I know he wasn't. She he wasn't threw, her trauma film. He though. threw her down, down the, the stairs. stairs and broke her back. That's yeah, that's right. our joke <laughs> about that poor lady's broken back. <laughs> Did you lady. see John Krasinski had a baby? No. He made a baby with someone, I forget who, but I'm just saying, it. John Krasinski baby would be, I just imagine the baby always kind of like mugging at the camera. <laughs> Smug mug. In the blood trailer, Bill says evocatively, what the hell is in the blood? What? I don't know anything about this. You just wrote I in the blood trailer. It's the new Gina Carano movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. How did I miss 
Jesus. Gina Carano's got a new movie. You know what? It's funny. I feel bad for ever tearing down Gina Carano because now, an asshole. like every time Gina Carano gets mentioned on the on 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 the internet, all the comments are, "Oh, she can't act." Did you see yeah. her wire? And I'm like, she wasn't that bad. No. And now people are talking about how supposedly her voice was dubbed because she can't talk or something. Like, no, it's yeah, not like her she's voice that actually bad. was dubbed in Haywire. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just maybe pitched down at the most. Uh, if you well, they Who manipulated dubbed her. It. Well, no, she dubbed it herself, but it is oh, not. Okay. If you pay attention. Really? Yeah. And if oh, you've heard her speak. It's not, I really see that's the thing. It's like it wasn't that bad. It's like I don't know. With action stars, you don't require much. You have to be someone who can take and give a hit. I believably. still think, man, if she were like in a silent role, like a Terminator thing, man, she'd be super badass because yeah, yeah. she's super. I don't know, but yeah, exactly, you have to with with those kind of heroes. You have to, or those kind of actors. You have to write roles for them. I think that is why Haywire worked for me. Well, it's like Death Proof and Zoe well, Bell. Did you see what the end of Blood is? It's a musical, so she's singing now. You're very funny. Hey, no, what is, what is in the you. blood? No, uh, so Gina Carano is vacationing in Mexico with her husband, uh-huh. and her husband falls off a wire. Uh-huh. Like, they're, like, doing some kind of climbing thing, and he yeah. falls down. And she goes, oh, honey, I'll save you. And she goes down there, and suddenly her husband's gone. Uh-huh. He's been kidnapped by the cartel. Uh-huh. Now she's out to kill it. It's essentially yeah! female taken again. Yes. Except instead of, like, you know, it's I'm only Anderson's daughter. It's her It's her who, husband. Who directed it is anyone some you know Larry. or about? It's, like, some asshole. Well, even the production value kind of looks almost like a straight to, like, home video. Like, almost straight to VHS. I don't want her to Wesley Snipes it. I kind of want... Because, really, in my, the reason why... Like, okay, so the thing about Haywire... I feel about Gina Carano the way I kind of feel about Zoe Bell, except that Zoe Bell has kind of had this career where she keeps, she's cute enough, yeah, and obviously people just like her, that people kind of just make, keep making her projects, yeah. so you have you have Death Proof, and you have Angel of Death, and you have um, Rays, and like, she's, she, and things that are just kind of catering to her abilities, and that are enjoyable, if yeah. you just go with it, and that's what I want Gina Carano to have, I want Gina Carano to have, like, just someone <laughs> to say, you know what, cutie, you're really good at taking a hit, so here you go. <laughs> it's directed by John Stockwell, uh, Breaking the Girls. I don't know if he's done it. Um, uh, the, the other uh, actors in the movie are Danny Trejo. And Louise Guzman. Oh. So that's that's <laughs> okay. But I will. Oh, but they're gonna be the cartel people. I don't know. I think the kind of trailer. Well, I should have made you watch the trailer while we were on break. But whatever. You'll I'm see gonna the watch it. Yeah. So let's be honest. It'll it'll be. On... We got it. We got to skip through the rest of this so we can get to the stop trailer. Okay. They announced Space Jam two. Have you ever seen Space wow. Jam? Wow, Bill. I was. I know. I was the same. age where, of course, I saw. This I own the soundtrack. This is a total cultural divide. I was a huge animation nerd. Did so you of see the joke where uh, R. Kelly was going to make a, a song for Space Jam 2 but then he realized the movie's over 18 years old? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. And I laugh. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> So it's gonna be LeBron James, which who I, I know that's a yeah, person. Is yeah. he a basketball player? Yes, he is, Bill. Is yes. he an African American? Yes, he is. Just want to say I don't know anything about Space uh, Jam. I know there's a Bugs of Bunny in there. Man, I um, hope they don't do CGI with all the all the all the. Well, I do because animation. it's Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers made the Lego Movie. It's just gonna be Legos now. They're yeah. like the Looney Tunes is no longer the big thing. It's called Space Jam. It doesn't have to have Bugs Money. Now it could be Adventure Time. Man, wasn't it like a phenomenal <laughs> flop? I mean, I know that it has a weird amount of... I know so little about it. 
I, oh, wait, no, I think it did really poorly in the States, but it did really well See, overseas. I get, I get Space Jam confused with, like, Looney Tunes back in action, where it's not yeah. Steve... Were there other, like, celebrities, like, cameos oh, yeah. in that movie, Space yeah. Jam? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have not seen it so what is, since I so saw it in what theaters. Is, what is the story of Space Jam? So, okay, wait, I bet you I can actually remember enough of it. We should record Aliens. a commentary for Space Jam, yeah. Aliens is it the Monstars? The Monstars. Yeah. And they challenge Earth to a basketball tournament for glo- the control of the planet Earth. Yeah. So it's all of these basketball stores and also the Looney Tunes have to defeat them in a basketball game to save the planet Earth. I'm pretty sure that's the plot. As good times? Oh, I, okay. How old was I? I was like maybe. Oh I was probably. I was probably. Let, let, Bill, I can't pull away from my drive. 18 or, years no, ago. Was it 18 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so I was 20 years ago minus 12. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was 12 years old. I remember then thinking, this is really out of character (laughs) for these characters. Yeah! No, it's the same problem you have with a lot of the the new Looney Tunes stuff, where it's like, Bugs is just an asshole, and everyone else is kind of like Shadow Bugs is, and like people don't have a sense of the discrete characters. Everyone's snarky, yeah. Yeah. Which, so if they fucked just... that up 20 years ago... Yeah. You know, a lot of people working on the movie well, are probably... The they're, thing, they're, they're probably their first knowledge of Looney Tunes characters is probably from the original Space Jam, so it's going to be that, that much, yeah. even much more. But yeah. here's the thing. In my in my generation, we had Looney Tunes on Saturday morning cartoons. Like, we watched Looney Tunes. Right now, to the current generation, that's what I'm saying. they have no context well, that's what I'm for Bugs saying. Bunny. Yeah. You they're, can only see Bugs, Bugs Bunny... Bugs Bunny is a Space Jam character. Yeah, is a Space Jam, or if you have, like, the third-tier cable channel that has it or if you watch it on dvd and you're only going to watch it on dvd or blu-ray if your parents make you it's like whereas it was still part of the cultural language of my generation it is not of this generation did you so watch the olympics this week me. did you see how everyone was upset about figure skating i've not watched oh any my of god it's, it's scandalous i just want there to be space jam about figure skating <laughs> what could be like in some looney tunes like who would you have actually adventure time adventure skating Adventure skating. <laughs> there we go. That'd be a great movie. All the characters are all kind of like directed by Steve Wolfhard. Everyone's sad. <laughs> be great. Um, what else? Uh, Space Jam. Space was there a Jam. song? Was there like a hit I song? I believe I can fly. That was that. I believe I can touch the sky. Are you fucking kidding me? Think about it every night. Oh and my night. god. Spread but you know it's gonna be CG away. though. How is it not gonna be CG? I believe I can so. Well, there was some CGI in the first one. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess it was what, like mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, maybe well, if this popular enough, this will uh, this will uh, pave the way for. Uh, who afraid of Roger Rabbit? There we go. Now it'll be all CG. Yeah, there we go. Here we yeah. go. Problem. Yeah, but if you did like a Paperman CG thing where it's kind of CG, but like, oh, yeah, I don't know, there's, there's ways you can say, do that. There's, yeah. Were the monsters animated? Yeah. Oh, okay. So hell, hence why you need to bring in the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Were they from like the same universe? Did they explain Dude, what the Looney Tunes are? Did they explain what the Looney Tunes are? I do are not remember the canon so of Space Jam. So, I'm trying to think. What, like, if someone came up with me this idea, how do you write the script? Okay, so is Michael Jordan? Is he basketballing? And suddenly the monsters show up. <laughs> I don't. So he's like, I need help. He and officially. He, and then he runs from the arena and he goes out in the forest and he's like, "You're a bunny rabbit. Can you help me?" Like, no, what's the I script? do remember that Bugs Bunny comes and recruits Michael Jordan. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I remember okay. that. Because I just love the idea of Michael Jordan having to go out in the wild just to, I need help. There's monsters. <laughs> no, the opposite. Who will help me? The opposite. He, 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 he would or have to, maybe it was like the monsters were going to destroy the forest that all the But he would have to live in a world where like it just accepted that animals are cartoons. I, you, I officially cannot remember when, any when, of this. Oh, it's all the meat in Space Jam <laughs> cartoon meat? <laughs> like if they were to a farm, would it be a home on the range? I, the reason why you're asking me 
these questions beyond anything else is that who framed Roger Rabbit taught you that there is a logic to this? Yeah. Because you can say many things about who framed Roger Rabbit, but it has a very thought out logic to its world. Man, you know what? I want someone to. Uh, what's the movie about the guy who goes to Washington and everyone loves Mr. Frank Smith Ca- goes to Washington? Yeah, Frank Capra. Yeah. Except I want him to be like. I want to be like the car- there's cartoon legislators. I want there to be a serious. You want to see Cool World. <laughs> Is I've what never I'm seen Cool I've World. Never seen I saw Cool World, world in the theater. <laughs> my sister and I got really bored. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that was my sister did not have a lot of taste. Maybe she was like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh my god! Anyway, they're going to do a second Lego Movie. <laughs> Bill had it evocatively. Bill's notes are very in depth, as you can tell. Yeah, it's so, just weird that the movie's not it only been out well, for like two weeks. Well, did it do really, really well? Didn't yeah, they, really they well? already announced a very specific date, like May twenty sixth, oh, two thousand seventeen. And I love that the notes were very specifically. This is the first movie to carve out that date for that for for that weekend. And yeah. it's funny that it's it's accepted in Hollywood now that yeah, yeah. you just announce a real. You have no idea who's making the yep. movie, what's it's going to be about. Yep. But you make that parking space, yep. and they have to know like, well, this is the first movie to. Well, think about it. To like, reserve that day. It's dumb as shit, but there are so many fucking moving parts to making that shit. Like all the licensing around it, and all the marketing around it, and all this garbage. Yeah, and garbage, garbage, like garbage. It, it, I, I would be surprised if the, the Clone High guys do it. Oh, anymore. they're not. They yeah. have, when have they ever done? No, I didn't realize they're actually directing the next. Uh, but they did direct the next uh, twenty. 22 Jump Street. Oh, did they? Good yeah. Them. But the, I, so they didn't write, it's actually the exact same creative team that did the first one. It's the same mm-hmm. writers, which I thought they wrote and directed the 21 mm-hmm. Jump Street movie. Turned out they only directed, and no. it seems like it's the same writers and they only directed the 22 Jump Street, which makes mm-hmm. sense because they were working so much on Lego movie. Yeah. I guess they couldn't like write and direct uh, 22 Jump Street at the same time. So I'm really excited. <laughs> My little six-year-old bro, Noah, is old enough now that he wants to go see movies. Like He yeah. went to go see Frozen, and I'm like, oh man, no, I can take him to go see movies. So tomorrow afternoon, I have a date to take him to go see the Lego movie. Uh, so we're going to do another podcast after that, right? <laughs> Yo, you should bring Lego Noah here. We can talk about it. Oh, man, Noah is such a talkative little guy. He would yeah. just... He would... He, he, he's the only person who can outshout the both of us. Do, do you want Lego uh, Lego to take with you to the theater? Well, this like a is talisman? my secret agenda. My yeah. secret agenda is to get him into Legos. I'm going to try and... I'm going to you know, pay... there's a Lego store in town. You could say, hey... Where's the Lego store? Let's see. Um, I loved Legos when I was a kid. I still have probably about 30 pounds of Legos in my poor parents' house. These two giant Rubbermaid containers full of Legos that I got from garage sales and from my fixations and shit. There's a Lego store at Washington Square. Oh, it's in Washington Square. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's one of the ones where they, oh my god. I have to go now. Where, it's Washington Square. Oh, Monday for Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. 9 p.m. It's open until 9 tonight. Well, I know it's fully entertaining tonight. But it's one of those, it's one of the Lego stores with like, they got the bins on the walls where you can just get, get a handful of Legos. Oh, man. I, so, fully never played with Legos before. That's why I got the big kit and let her build it. Because oh, I kind my secret agenda this is, this is, is a good time to get into Legos. We all need to get in Legos. Oh, man. It was hard. And I'm going to pay the $300 that it's going to take to ship all of that <laughs> that like shipping container worth of Legos from Texas to my house. And then my house is going to have Legos and video games and comics. And those little kids are never going to want to leave. <laughs> man, to be the best gay auntie. So they just announced a new Lego set that's the Simpsons house. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. $200, though. Yeah, Legos but it's supposed are to be one of the biggest. Fuck. That's that's the most terrible thing about Legos these days. Yeah. Is they Legos always were. 
they always well, were. Well, Dylan, I was talking with Dylan about this yesterday, and she did point out, if you just want to buy, like, a random, just, a, like, a bucket of Legos, yeah. that's not too bad. Yeah. But it, it's it's the kits that are expensive. Actually, before they go totally, uh, they're unavailable, I need to buy one of the Lone Ranger sets. Because when I was a kid, I loved, I loved Legos, and they had knights and stuff, and that was great, and they had pirates, and that was great, but they didn't have cowboys, and I really wanted cowboy uh-huh. sets. And now you can get, like, they did some Lone Ranger sets, I need to get the stagecoach. Annie, you're I not going to be... I gotta get the stagecoach. Spoilers for Lego Movie, you're not going to be wanting for Cowboy Legos. <laughs> now on. Um, uh, but yeah, no, the Lego Movie... Well, that's... Well, they didn't um, have one when I was a kid, is my point. So I will have seen the Lego Movie by tomorrow. I'm really excited about it. Oh, man, we should do, like, an early... Oh, I would have waited to record today's podcast until tomorrow, because the Lego... That no, because here's the thing. Cute. He has no interest in seeing the Lego Movie. He will go to the Lego Movie. Really, he wants to come back to my house and play Connect games. Oh, okay. So I'm going to be very well, busy is, all day I don't want to the Lego Movie, because it's not, like, the greatest oh, film I've ever heard, made. I've heard a lot of criticisms of it that I know very well what I'm going into. Really? What are the criticisms? Uh, it's a movie full of bros. <laughs> No, yeah, and, and well, and this, this this is one of the problems yeah. I had with the movie is that well, not even that's necessarily uh, full of bros, but all the characters are kind of generic because yeah. they are generic, kind of like Lego tropes yeah, and stereotypes. We talked but about this that last means week. the one female character. Well, there's technically yeah. two female characters, but the other one's a unicorn kitty. But the the main female there's three. I know that. Wait, what's the other Wonder one? Wonder Woman, isn't it? Oh, she's only ten seconds. Yeah, but she's in it. she has more than one. I don't want to talk about the movie though. Oh yeah, like I said, go into that movie thinking it's a Step Brothers spinoff that's you all keep you telling me that, that stop telling me that i don't want to know i well, would have been well, so preferred well, if that Ferrell were surprised the bad guy i know that i know He's, that. his lego dude's got little hair yeah i see i saw the trailer it's pretty great it's pretty great <laughs> that's chris pratt what that's so the other good. thing i was gonna say about the guardians of the galaxy movie chris pratt is really stereotyped into the well-made but stupid guy even his character yeah. lego movie is kind of like yeah hey yeah. I'm not very smart. He's but good I at being stuff. a compelling goof. Yeah. Fucking little uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a Farscape sequel movie starring a 19-year-old Claudia Black baby, question mark? So do you know much about Farscape? No. All I know is that I have a crush on Claudia Black, but Far- not enough to watch Farscape. Farscape ends and then with has Muppets. Claudia Black so sweetly impregnated by a Muppet. I was fucked up. <laughs> they, 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 do, they do, they do, they do, they x-ray her and she got <laughs> foam rubber growing in her belly. <laughs> And she's like, is this ever going to stop? It is foam rubber. It absorbs fluids. And like, yeah, you're going to be like pregnant. Like your belly's going to be the size of a Volkswagen. It's going to be fucked up. Uh-huh. No, so, so uh, f- uh, spoilers for Farscape. She ends up pregnant with the main hero's baby. Uh-huh. And so I guess one of the writers of Farscape has actually pitched, and I guess this has been accepted by whatever studio uh, did Farscape. This has been announced that, yeah, one of the writers of Farscape, not the creator guy, J. Yeah. Michael Straczynski, but just one of the one-off writers, uh, he is uh, supposedly writing a sequel movie that is going to be hmm. directed by Brian Henson, the co-creator. Oh, really? Oh, wait, wait, he's yeah, one Brian of the sons. Henson, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Not the guy who just died. Right. The other son of Jim Henson that no one cares about. Because he only played Sweetums like twice. Um, which, that's a shame. It's always yeah. sucks to, which is funny because when the news broke that, I think it was John Henson who just died, I saw the news break and I thought people were retweeting, because I read John, I read Jim though. Yeah. Because I just saw Jay Henson yeah, is dead. I, I did I'm the like, same thing. he's been dead for 20 years. Why is this news? And I was like, oh no, it's another Henson who died. Yeah. You see how he died? Come on, Bill, where's your joke? I can't think of a good joke. Yeah. Because there's no way to make a good joke about death. He died from food poisoning because the Swedish oven's oven's... Swedish Swedish chef's oven doesn't actually turn on. All that creamy Swedish meatball fluid doesn't get cooked, and you get you, you get you, you get Parkinson's from that shit. This is how we're ending this week's podcast. On that note, great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what Annie's making angry muppet mouth at me. <laughs> I'm just not even paying attention anymore. Um, uh, 
Oh shit! There's one other thing I was about to talk about. I'm like, I'll wait till Bill's done. Lego stuff. Just let him Muppet out. stuff. Uh, shit! It's gone. So Noah one thing stuff? I did want to talk about. Uh, just to bring it to a real downer here at the end of things. <clears throat> the last year and a half has been shitty for me. We've talked about this a little bit, and I'm sure it's come through in the podcast that I've been having a hard time. And I developed a lot of bad coping mechanisms, and one of those bad coping mechanisms was alcohol. And I became an alcoholic. Um, I was totally drinking to get drunk and using it so I didn't have to think. And so I could neglect myself and others around me. And I am two weeks sober. And, uh... The thing is, is that I'm holding myself accountable to the people in my life who love and are going to forgive me no matter what. Okay. So I'm also holding myself accountable to the Boy Howdy Nation, all yes. four of you. I'm two weeks sober, and next week I'll get to tell you I'm three weeks sober. Congratulations. So, yeah. Uh, life is hard and <clears> full <throat> of sadness, but there are good people out there who are looking out for you, and you just got to do right by them. Well, so. you're, treating, you're, you're treating yourself well. Yeah. Was there a specific event that caused you to go, oh my God? Um, a couple of things. You almost backed over Noah with the car? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Okay. So. You don't have to delve any farther. Oh, no, no. I mean, I just, I'm just just glad that you're. It's more like, I've seen it coming for a while. It was weird. We've always talked about that. Like, you know, alcoholism runs in your family and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's weird. And there's a shame in that, that, um, you know, when you know that it's something that you're prone to and you know you have addiction problems and you still jump in with both feet anyway, because it makes you feel good in the interim. And uh, it was, uh, I did it much to my detriment and to the detriment of others. So it's just, but mostly to myself and it's no good. And, you know, it's, I'm getting better. So, yeah, cold turkey. So now you're going to, you're going out of your way to start a Lego addiction. That's right. (laughs) A much more expensive. getting into Legos and MMOs. And I know technically Lego is not supposed to be as physically destructive as alcoholism, but this has hurt your fingers after a while. It's true. It's going to be easier on my liver, though. So there's that. Uh, And if you do go get Legos, make sure you get a Lego separator I actually got one with my... That's all you need. Now you're good to go. Now you can just build Legos till the day comes. With the... Oh, what the fuck was it called? See, I've got mine over here. I've got... I got the pack tracker, and then there's the wolf tank. What was the wolf tank called? you got two different kits? Well, yeah, I got the one that Conley and Jimmy got me Aww. for my birthday. And then, uh, <laughs> boy, howdy listener Ainsley and uh, Tara Scott both got me Amazon credit for video games and romance novels. And instead, I spent it on <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> I did buy a romance novel and I bought a keyboard Aww. for my, um, for my iPad. But, uh, I also got a Lego, a wolf tank. That Foley is her first man. ever Lego. Her first ever Lego was 664 pieces. That's not fucking yeah. bad. Jesus I was Christ. really impressed. That's the thing about this Lego. The Simpsons house is like, like it's like 250. What? 250 isn't that much. No, 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 no. Like 2,500. Oh, it's it's yeah. it's like fucking crazy. It's funny seeing the reviews for that kit are like the dollar to brick ratio. <laughs> Because everyone's talking about how it's one of the most expensive Lego sets out there. Yeah. But like, I just love the phrase uh, dollar to brick ratio. I'm oh, sorry, I'm looking through this bag of. I don't know why I forgot that I have like Lego versions of some of the Star Wars bounty hunters. Which, <laughs> I don't know where they came from. And you have Marion Ravenwood. Oh, is that? Oh, that is, oh, it is Marion Ravenwood. That's also, Ravenwood. dude with the hoodie. I presume is... this is from your Christmas set. Maybe, but the dude with the skull and crossbones yeah, on his hoodie? Yeah, he's like the cool teenager. You think so? I guess maybe he's a snowboarder guy. And that's Mary Ain't Ray nothing better than the sound of Legos. I know. That. That, I totally have like a Pavlovian but response That's the thing. Watching the Lego movie makes you go, oh man, fuck it, Lego. See, I'm oh, going to no, get he Noah. A he's a skateboarder. Look there at that. There we go. See, I told you. There we go. 
Told you. Okay, how do you feel about Legos that are not Lego shaped, but are part of the Lego infrastructure? For example, this, because I, as a young person who played with Legos, made Lego uh, skateboards. Yeah. You get take like one of the four See, that's one of the cheating kind of stuff. The, yeah. Yeah, the cheating piece is driving that. Whatever makes it possible nuts. for me to have uh, skateboarding Marion Ravenwood. <laughs> Touche. If it makes Touché. it easier to happen. Skateboarding IG88. That's skateboarding it. Dengar from Star Wars. Okay, this always weirds me out too. These are you have Ugh. two. The wheels move in that? Well, she yeah, has she's flesh colored. I'm weirded out by flesh colored Legos. Yeah, Lego people yeah. are yellow. Well, that's the weird thing where like the official licensed Lego stuff where yeah. they have to kind of break Lego design. Yeah. To like, don't break my Lego visual language I didn't here, think buddy. About the fact that... is, is Indiana Jones? Yeah, Indiana Jones over there is Lego. Is this flesh person colored. is flesh colored too. Are there black people in the Lego movie? I can't remember. Uh, there's Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's right. I there's forgot a black about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. So. Oh, my God. He Bill, just... I'll see it tomorrow. Calm down. <laughs> he had a good time recording Calm that role, as all down. said. All right, friends. That was us here at the Boy with Howdy podcast. We will talk to you all next week where uh, Bill will shout at me about finally having a scene like a movie. Yes, we will talk about the craggle. <laughs> all right, see you then, guys. Take care. Traveling north, traveling north to find you. Train was beating the wind in my don't even know what I'll say when I find you Call out your name, love, don't be surprised It's all